gentlemen this is talking during movies the podcast we take key moments and quotes from a film to drive a conversation today's talking during movies is brought to you by Pornhub do you like to masturbate to thoughts of your stepsister or stepmother do you think it's a lot of fun to have that grandma come in in all lace and a full back black panty do you think it's neat or endearing to watch your stepmom and stepsister fuck the lawn guy? Well, let me introduce you to Pornhub. They'll bring all those fantasies true to life in vivid HD color. Pornhub, where one hand is free to scroll and the other hand is free to rock and roll. Enjoy at Pornhub.com. And it's also brought to you by Colors, Colorblind Design. Listen, we I talked with Scott. I'm a, you know, always a little offended by the way he spells his name, S-K-O-T, but he's an artist, so I let it slide, all right? It's like Jeff with a G. I tell those people to go fuck themselves, all right? It's J-E-F-F, you're goddamn American, even if you're not. But Colorblind Design, find him on Instagram at colorblind.design. He makes this amazing six-pack holder. He's got a dope uh, picnic table and a lot of other designs, and of course, I'm sure you can reach out to him and... Do so you'll do some custom design work for you. It's also brought to you by the world famous Dive Bar and Lounge. This is where we do our work. Producer Matt, working hard all the time. That's right. He uh, gets here early, opens up, lets us uh, drink and watch movies and talk, and sometimes wonders why he hasn't run over here and turned the microphones off completely. But until then, we're gonna have some fun. And today, in honor of all things Halloween, all things horror, and the fact that the uh, trying to record a podcast in a bowling alley, I should realize, doesn't work. Something about loud pins and people yelling and music and television and cocktails and the 100 NFL players bumping around and the shit that you're like, this probably isn't going to work. So that's why we're, we're, this will come in hot on Friday the 18th. But uh, joining me, my friend, uh, the man on the ones and twos, the wax and stacks, uh, the racks and stacks and the best on wax, Mr. Robert. How are you, sir? Good. And now uh, your DJ name is DJ Like, And tell the people where they can find you on the social channels and all that jazz if they want to book you or just follow you on Instagram or stalk you on Twitter, however that works. Yeah, yeah. on Facebook, uh, it's Robert Dale Vasquez. And uh, Instagram is going to be. Uh, Oh, DJ Fideo ATX. Oh, there we go. DJ Fideo ATX. And um, 
All right, so you, so I reached out to you. I said, "Hey, do you like horror films?" <laughs> I mean, kind of. <laughs> you gave me an amazing list. We're doing Suspiria today, which uh, is um, one of your favorites. As I as I click the play button, um, read us in on one why you like this movie, kind of what it brings out for you uh, as far as a quality horror film. Well, um, I didn't know much about the first one. There's a there's a first actual original Suspiria. Oh, okay. It's an Italian film. I haven't watched it yet. I didn't watch it, but this is the remake. It's just shot really well. It's okay. Very good. It's not like a movie, it's a film. It's really, really good. Well composed. I like the color scheme of the film. It's very like like pastel kind of colors, dark. Uh-huh. And uh, it has witches. I love witches. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I think there's some sort of weird uh, sexual thing with that, I guess you could say. But, uh, I agree really with that. Good. And then the soundtrack's by uh, Tom York. Really? Yes. What in in your mind, as a horror movie aficionado, what makes a good horror film? What what's kind of like the the key elements that that you think make a good horror film? I mean, there's different kinds of horror films. Um, I honestly just love a good movie. Um, horror film, like if you. There's gore films. Yep. There's films that make you jump, the nail biters. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And that's just kind of like, I stick to that. Okay. But sometimes you can find those diamonds in the rough that are just like the brave heart of horror films. Like they're just shot so well, and you forget you're watching a horror film until the gore or the fright hits you. Okay. What, uh, and you know, Suspiria, one of those, from the way you're talking, the way you talk about the way it's been set up. I, I, I watched this once. And the contrast of this to the colors in the studio, I mean, it, the the way that it, you know, ignorant talk here, but the way it almost fucks with your pupils, you're like, huh? Like you're leaning in, there's some darkness, there's the grays, yeah. and you're like, okay, well, I, I'm hard seeing these, and you know, what's, is there something around the corner and the way the music strives in, and then bam, and you're like, what the fuck, that's bright. Yeah. Colors are, 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 are overwhelming all of a sudden. Yeah, it's... It's the music. Everything makes it a great film. I mean, do you um? How do you? How does or does horror movie music? Does that influence the way you do music? Like when you're trying to set a theme or a tone, are you thinking about some of your favorite films and how they set themes and tones just solely based on music versus acting? Sometimes. Yeah. Um. It does. You. You know. It's. It's. It's with any movie. I mean, yeah. The sound really sets what's going on. And then sometimes there's some movies like No Man or Old Country for No Man that has no soundtrack out there at all. It's See, just powerful. And that, that movie was so good, I didn't notice it didn't have a soundtrack until I watched it for the second time. Because someone told me, and I was like, oh, shit, it's got to have something. Same. However, I when I watched Brown Bunny, I knew that motherfucker didn't have a drop of sound. Yeah. Him, all right. I mean, that didn't have a drop of sound until it got to the blowjob scene. Of whole, 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 whole. You're like, oh, cool. <laughs> there's the soundtrack. <laughs> I remember I watched that movie. I stood up and I was like, this movie's so fucking bad. I want other people's money back. <laughs> like, I, don't want, I, I don't even want my own fucking. I want everyone's money back. Yeah. That was wow. Vincent. Uh, Gallo, yeah, yeah, and he's he's done some. I mean, it's 
it, it, listen, I wish you could blame a bad movie on a blowjob scene. That's the best part of the movie. It was the driving through the desert with no no dialogue, no music. And you can do that for a couple of minutes. I mean, the 70s Steve McQueen movies were made of that. Here in the car engine, going around the corners. Okay. Yeah. But 30 minutes of it seems a bit aggressive. In my humble opinion. Yeah. Well, you know, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was, an, it was interesting how people got upset about it. The, uh, this new era of horror films, and I, and I don't really put Suspiria in there as much as I do Heredit- Hereditary, Heredity, yeah, um, uh, Midsommar. I don't, you know, people are leaving like, this is the scariest thing. I was like, I didn't, I mean, not a bad film, didn't see it as scary. Yeah. Like I saw it as off-putting, almost yeah. like, almost like walking into an MLM pitch. It's off-putting. You're like, no. I don't. I don't need to buy fifty Snickers bars. <laughs> Wait six months to get them. Yeah, it's. I think like hereditary is very like. It's disturb. It's disturbing in a way that, the way the mother handles the situation and everything that's going on, she doesn't really know what's really going on, and she, the way she handles it, she just doesn't know how. Yeah. Like she has to go to a support group because of all this, <laughs> and she's like, just blabbering things out. She just it's it's. Weird. It's a weird film. It's yeah. It's a crazy film. Have you seen that? Um, it's a. I, I, I guess I'd call it a, a horror, a sexual horror film. Uh, it's called uh, the the Johnsons or Come to Meet the Johnsons. I think you've seen that. So there's a little boy. His dad walks in on it. I'll just listen. Spoiler alert. You can find this. I think on. <laughs> I don't. I mean, probably on in any YouTube. It's terrifying. But uh, so this dad walks in on his young teenage son. He's like, oh, oh, and his son was jerking off to a picture. And the camera angle, the dad's super nice, and it almost looks like he's on some psych, you know, he's on uh, some antidepressants. And he's like, listen, it's okay, you know, and the son's like, yeah, do you do it? And he's like, yeah, I mean, I have. And it, it's almost that 80s or every kid in grade school is like, oh, do you jerk off, you fucking weirdo? And you're like, no, I've never touched my dick. I mean, I wash it. Like, no, it's, I don't even get hard, bro. It's not even how it works. And so you've kind of got that weird energy about it. Yeah. And he goes, well, I'll leave you to it. And it's unsettling. You don't know why it's unsettling. And you did, oh, it's the camera. And a lot of the dads, you're going to find out the dad's on drugs or that the dad's a weirdo. And then the son goes back to jerking off and it's to a picture of his dad. And then his dad is like just torn apart because he's like, I love my son. Yeah. My son really loves me. Yeah. <laughs> Even more than I love my son. <laughs> and then it fast forwards around an event and his dad's, you know, his dad's like, no. And he's like, Dad, listen, I'm gonna graduate from high school. Like, I need to blow you. And the mom catches him and it just keeps going down a darker, darker oh, wow. road. Now that to me is a horse. Because yeah, I'd be, I'd, I'd be like, oh well, it's just gross. And I was like, yeah, but blood can just be gross. It can also be a horror film. It was so unsettling, so unsettling. I mean, I'm sure, of course, an aggressive taboo, which I think in some ways, you know, it, I mean that that made the horror films of the '70s and '80s. It's like if that chick fucks someone, or she's dead. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> like now, you know, you watch Zombiever, and you're like, oh, everyone's fucking nowhere. They're all just gonna die. Yeah. Again, right? <laughs> Bill Burr is the only one living at the end of this. Right. But it's a, uh, it's. It's interesting how, um, in some of those ways, and maybe after the screen films, those roles kind of changed. Like they highlighted the horror film formula, and then these new—not never new directors, but these new themes of horror—came out to yeah. displace those old standards. Like, 
Here's the scene. It's dark. Babysitter's going to fuck somebody. She's going to die for sure. The kid's going to see it, have trauma nightmares, why they're going to stay in that era. We're going to move ahead 20 years. Something's going to trigger those memories. Murders are going to start happening again. And then it all comes full circle. You know, and uh, oddly enough, you know, that kid's still a virgin. <laughs> I mean, that, that's why Scream came out. Scream just kind of made fun of all of that. Yeah. In the horror film of itself. And did a great job. Yeah. I mean, I thought the first Scream, that mask. Oh, yeah. Dude. It was great. It, it was. It blew in everybody's mind because no one knew really what was going on. Was that one of the first films where they killed off a major star right in the beginning? They drew Barrymore. Like, Which, in, yeah. in five minutes. The hot Drew Barrymore was dead. Was it Drew? It was Drew Barrymore, right? Yeah, yeah. it was Drew Barrymore. I always have to check because I'm horrible with names. Like we did a podcast with, uh, and we had Jason Dick and I talked over um, uh, the uh, shit. Now I can't think of the movie's name. It's how good I am at this, folks. Uh, Roadhouse. And I called Sam Elliott, Sam Donaldson the whole fucking time. Uh, oh. <laughs> Jason was like, I don't know. I'm like, just mind your business. Let's keep talking. He's yeah. like, sure, okay. <laughs> People are emailing in. They're like, hey, asshole. Sam Donaldson, I'm like, I get it now. I'm not going to go in and, I should just go in and re-edit that every time I say it, just put it, Donaldson. Yeah. Hey, it's Sam Donaldson. <laughs> <laughs> Might make it better. Might make it worse. What, um, yeah, but it seemed like, like, that seemed like one of the first where you killed off a major star right at the beginning. Just yeah, to, the only other movie I can think of looks like that, um, it was a shark movie, and I think Samuel Jackson was the first Oh, yeah, the Deep Blue? Yeah. Or, or Ocean Blue or something? Something but like that. They had the crazy sharks that they were um, they were fucking with. Yeah, like a smart, intelligent shark. Yeah. They were breeding or something like that. I think Samuel Jackson was the first one to die. That's right, he got bit in half. Yeah. I, you know, I wonder, I mean, it, it's funny to that in this day and age we live in now, we look to horror films as an escape from the fucking horror. And it sometimes... Which is why I set it close to me so it won't fall asleep. And of course, it does, but it should. I thought I fixed it. And uh, hold on one second here. Sure. Yeah, it looks, we're still recording. Look at that. Sweet. Thank God. Otherwise, I have to try to edit. And the last one I did with um, Jasmine, I was like, I'm not editing this because it would look like we're talking about something and then just cut. Because uh -huh. we had just such weird transitions throughout the movie. It looked like I, like I was trying not to embarrass her or something. Like, no, it's, it's just <laughs> shitty technology, folks. That's all it is. So you're a Spurs fan. Um, real quick, just on some sports, what do you uh, what do you think about um, about China and the NBA? If you don't mind me asking, it's different, right? Uh, yeah, I am not in all of the know of everything about mm -hmm. it. I know about the Daryl Morey situation with the Rockets. Sure, he said. I mean that. What spark all of this? Yeah, but uh, Your freedom of speech just sparked. <laughs> yeah, and, Where, uh, is that weird to you? I mean, it, it, it fascinates me that this may this is one of the most public times that freedom of speech has then been just been like, yeah, but hold on, we gotta make some money. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, because they're losing lots. <coughs> I mean, there's lots. like ever since, like, even I'm sure before Yao, but Yao, like inspired China so much has happened since then and even Yao spoke out a little bit about I don't know exactly what he said but like it's affecting so much like yeah. it's insane it's a it's a weird thing I you know I mean everyone's on LeBron because he was like oh you know 
this guy needs to know his place. And then all these columnists wrote, you know, if you're going to criticize the administration here and be vocal about it and exercise your freedom of speech to do that, you shouldn't blast someone for exercising their freedom of speech on something else because now it's affecting your pocketbook. Yeah. You know, and I know LeBron's got a lot of money and stuff in, in, in China based on shoe deals and everything else they've got going on. Um, and that's, it's an interesting thing. It's a, uh, it's fascinating to me because you know, you, you, you take a step back and you're just like, wait, are, are, is our or a certain group of people's freedom of speech being cut short because of dollar bills? And like, doesn't that fly in the face of everything that we're supposed to believe in? Yeah. You know, but it doesn't, it's, um, it's interesting. And I, you know, and you hear the talking heads and we'll do a transition to this here, but it's, uh, you know, you hear the talking heads picking both sides of the argument as I think they just flip a coin in the back room and decide how they're going to yell at each other before they start. Skip Bayless, Shannon Sharp. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, it's a really weird subject to talk about. It is because it's, there's so much, the simple black and white world instantly goes away, right? Your understanding of culture, cultural sensitivities, economics, professional sports, and then the culture, economics, and sport of politics. That is, I mean, it's it's past chess. I mean, it's it's at a whole different level of complexity that um, I think it's easy for someone like me to sit here and be like, yeah, freedom of speech. Yeah. And then I think there's other people going, yeah, you're right, but you're wrong at the same time. And it's it's fascinating how how close this world has come with sport. You know, people are talking about technology bringing people together, but, you know, take your iPhone over to China and try to work it, you know, try to do something. You're like, that doesn't work for you. That's the wrong yeah. network, right? Yeah. But you get off the plane in China and you got a basketball, someone's like, the port is right over there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You can still point and be like, this guy knows how to shoot. This guy plays the paint. And it, you know, and, and the NBA seems because I think of access and lack of equipment that you need. It's like the NBA and soccer, as it translates into going into different countries, seems to be the easiest to, uh, to accept yeah. or, or, or to work with, right? Than baseball or football or hockey. Like you don't see hockey. Right, you're not just walking off a plane. Yeah, <laughs> South Korea. Yeah, the ring's right over there, guys. Bags <laughs> are on the left. <laughs> what size skate do you wear? Yeah. <laughs> oh well, I'm a 12. Oh damn. Oh, those are way up there. Way up there. Let me get them for you. Do you um? Now, are you, what made you a Spurs fan? Uh, well, I'm from Austin, Texas. Yeah. Uh, so, so you're kind of I mean you're you're close to Houston, Dallas. I mean, you got the Mavericks. The Rockets, the Spurs. My dad uh, actually played basketball for a long time. Okay. Uh, and he loved the Spurs. So. Bonding moment? Yeah. That's what used to watch. What, um, and, and trust me, this all comes around together. What, uh, what made you start your Tuesday night horror movie club, if you will? Uh, a friend of mine, she had posted just something on Facebook about wanting that. Hang out with friends and watch horror movies. Nice. Like, well, you know, I watch horror movies all the time. Maybe I can put something together. Yeah. I did. It's called Monster Squad. We meet up every Tuesday. Breck. Yeah. Is, uh, Summertime's fun. Yeah. He, he comes over and we uh, do like a potluck sort of thing. We just did gumbo this past Tuesday. I saw the pic. It looked good. Your gumbo looks good. Yeah. 
uh, we used to do that in Portland with um, wine and pot, right? We would just, <laughs> everyone had a job, right? Like, you bring the weed, you bring the wine, and then we would watch a, a, a film, not always horror films. But in our apartment complex, we just change between three different apartments. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was very different. But pardon me, you'd see people just drinking and smoking and eating and then just woo and watching these films and watching some people get freaked out and watching others just be like, what the fuck? Because either you get really involved or your brain really trails off. Yeah, yeah. No, really trails off hard. Do you, um, what are, uh, what are a couple of horror films where it's a hard pause for you you're like oh not good like is there any that you that you that and I mean you know of course it's all personal preference right yeah but, but I think there are some that are that are good and I think there's some that are just great cinematically and then there are some that are just kind of bad you know I mean and they, I mean, they just, like, the acting's not good. I'm not saying the story has to be bad, but the acting's not good, the music's off. You know, one one that I think got a lot of acclaim, and just a bad storyline, Blair Witch Project. Yeah. It, <laughs> I, and people believing that that really happened man, was I, even better. Yeah, I, I had to have an argument with my cousin. He was like, no, this is real, man. I was like, dude, <laughs> they've done interviews already. The actors have done interviews. They've already it's like, no, it's real. I was like, it's real. No, man, I promise you, it's not real. I promise you. Just like we had an argument about Congo, the movie Congo with the fake, the gorillas. Yeah, they're all, all the gorillas are faking throughout the whole movie, and he was like, no, these are real gorillas. I was like, oh my oh, god, dude. are you kidding me? Like, you can't be running around with those gorillas. Yeah, so I was like, let's let's just go to the credits. This is when we had VHS. So we had a Fast forward to the credits. Yeah. Into the credits, cinematronic uh, gorillas. I was like, I told you, dude. I'm not lying to you. He's like, hey, listen, I thought you were lying. And then, you know, back in the day, VHS, you had to, when you had to prove an argument, folks, before you had Google on your fucking phone, you had to prove an argument. It was, let's go to the library. Let's rewind the tape. Yeah. Let's, you know, let's go to the footnotes of the movie, which is all of this shit. And you got to find out. But it was, um, yeah, that was that wasn't good. Blair Witch. Have you seen that Wrinkles the Clown documentary? You know what? I actually just watched that last week. So did I. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had really big expectations for it, but I think I that's myself building up those expectations of what it was going to be. Yeah. And then you watch it, and you, like you go through, it and you're like, "Whoa, this is really." You don't know if it's a like he's a really bad thing that parents use to scare the kids and just mentally. The dad, yeah. the dad who's calling with his kid crying in the bathroom. Yeah. I'm like, you to come scare my daughter. She's like screaming at the top. And then he justifies it. He's like, well, you know, I'm a chosen parent. Hey, be a better parent. Yeah. Hard, hard left. I've got an idea for you. Maybe you don't terrify your fucking kid with wrinkles the clown and traumatize them forever. And he knows it. And he's like, well, you know. And they never showed his face, really. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I don't want to spoil it to yeah. anybody but you'll figure out halfway through what's going on but in the beginning like they have doctors they're talking to doctors about how to affect their kids oh yeah they got cps on there child protective <laughs> services it's just like i mean i wouldn't recommend it in fact you could get in a lot of trouble if someone heard these recordings yeah <laughs> like what it's like yeah this is what can happen yeah it was uh it was interesting i mean i had high expectations for it i 
Yeah, I don't want to. I, I don't want to spoil the alert for people, but it's still it's still interesting. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, it was enjoyable. And it was different than what I thought it was. Gonna be. Yeah, that's all I can say. I'd agree with that. What did you um? What did you think of the it? It one and two. Man, uh, it was. They're both really good films. Both different kinds of films. Yeah. The first one. Uh, I loved it because it was a great movie without clown. The first one? Yeah. Yeah. Like the story of the kids, like the things they went through, bullying and all that, just them getting together and becoming friends, meeting them, adding another person to their group, the little girl I forget the name. But um, if you take the clown out, all of that's really good. Yeah. And then you put the clown in, it's still good. Mm-hmm. It's not an adult scary movie. No, it's, I agree with it's, that. It's uh, more of a PG-13 scary movie. Yep. And then when you go to the second one, that's when you're like, people are really getting hurt. There's a lot more blood. Uh, Pennywise is different. He changes his form throughout the film. It's yeah. never just the clown. It's it's really good. It's really good. I thought, I mean... It, I think it's a little... The second one's a little long. I would. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah, I was like, a I, little I, bit that could have been... Cut off. I mean, maybe you hire one more editor that's like, I got, I can probably cut some of this out. Yeah. You know, it, I thought it was, um, it was interesting too. The, uh, the breaks in what is real and what is, what's reality and what's not, like where their minds break a little bit. Oh, yeah. Each one of them, I thought that was very well done because you didn't know the break until they knew the break. Yeah, you kind of got hints, but you're like, oh wait, is that? that person or are they broken are they in a separate reality all of yeah. a sudden and I thought that was fantastic yeah like the trailer where the, the, the redheaded character mm-hmm. he goes to back to her old place where the old lady's at that was now that actually was scary to me yeah. when that old lady walked and yeah, no, I mean, just stomping in and she's naked yeah and you're like I mean okay so can't afford but, a sports I mean book. you didn't know all that was happening until like that one where like her shirt opens and then she's got like some weird stuff on yeah. her chest. And then that's when you knew it was flipping. Yeah, that's when you knew. And then it's like, is it flipping just in her or is she somewhere she shouldn't be? Yeah. And then in the background, ka, 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 that shit. I was like, all right, I'm a little freaked out. Because I, I also, I don't like old people, things like that. Yeah. I forget the name of the movie where the kids go to meet their grandparents. Oh, The Visit. The yeah. Visit. And they're like, not, well, I'm like, yeah, say, but let's just yeah. say old people being weird as old people. Freaks me out because old people bite and shit, and, and they get old people strength, or they can do some shit with a cane that you know normal old people can't do. They just they have they have crazy strength, and they, they shit on themselves and don't care. And there's a lot of stuff that happens. I mean, The Shining. That's oh God! Just got false advertising. It's like, yeah, look at this, this chick. I'm about to hook up with her, and then all of a sudden he looks in the mirror. He's like, nope. nope. Oh, just. Yeah, and they've got that smell where you know the body's decomposing. That is just all that stuff is to that. Now, see, that shit scares me. That shit, you you start bringing in some crazy ass old people doing weird shit because they already do weird shit. And I'm my wife works at some um, insane asylums with uh, you know helping. And they've got like one of them's like lost a leg and they need some motor rehabilitation. Oh, yeah, yeah to, she's like, yeah, you know, this lady walked in and. I'm like, hey, let's uh, get you sit up. And like, oh, we don't visit her much. I'm like, yeah, no shit, her bedpan's full. I'm like, yeah, well, she'll start throwing shit at you if you move the bedpan. She really likes it all close. 
And my mom was like, yeah, it was a tough day. Like, as soon as I see her walk in, she's like, no one come back here. And she's taking off all her blood, piss, and shit clothes from the special that she just donates her time to, to just try to help people. And I'm just like, how bad are your nightmares tonight? And she's like, no, I'm just used to it. It was like, yeah, I'm not. I'm going to have nightmares for you. This is not okay. Not okay in the least bit. Uh, get, getting back to the movie, where... I mean, we're in... We're in an interesting part of the film. Because you're, you're building up towards some weird shit, right? She's been to her psychiatrist? Kind of, sort of. I mean, he's trying to help her mentally. Yeah, what's the... I forget the, the character's name, yeah. but... She was the one that kind of was figuring out that they were witches. Yes. And she's like, hey, I'm fucked up. And he's like, well, let's just talk about it. She's like, don't get this close to me. You know, so. Well, we're, she's we're, disappeared by now. Yeah, she's, she's already disappeared. She's gone by now. But this is where we're getting into, right? So she's gone. You know, something weird is up. You're getting these, like, like even like in this scene, right? Everything to gray in this pops of red and pink, right? Yeah. It's just everything else is dead, but the. I don't know. I'm not, it reminds me of that French filmmaker did Red, White, and Blue, and he used a, he used a different um, a color screen, and one was shot with a blue tone, one was with a white tone, one was with a red tone. Beautifully artistically done, but he had a passion for each color, for each film, for the French flag, and honoring art and dance and some other things. And I watched this film. And I was like, I, I wish I would have done some research to figure out why this director or creator liked the color red so much. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, <laughs> it's, it's funny that you say that because... Dark, 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 and then bam. Yeah, Even the smoking sign and the halt sign is bright fucking red. Yeah, I um, I have lighting that's just red lighting while we watch this film. Like, it's dedicated to just... Seriously? Yeah. Dude. It's it's crazy that you said it, because I never, I never realized it, but I was like, I don't know why, but the lights need to be red for this movie. Oh, they have to be. I used to have... Um, Lights set up that were built into the back of my TV when I lived in Portland, Oregon, that were that could change from red, green, and blue. They put a hue around the wall, so wall-mounted TV. Yeah, I, no, I have, I have. That's what, how I have it. Oh, that's how you, yeah, yeah. See, so you know. But it does change the way you watch a film. Oh, absolutely. It just does something a little bit different. It absolutely. Um, whereas, see, so we talked a little bit about witches. Let's get back to this real quick. Uh, what makes the witch sexy to you? What is it about the witch that you're just like, oh, that's, you know, something a little I don't, different? I don't know. I don't know if it's that the spell of subduction, maybe? Okay. I think maybe that could be something of it. Or maybe they're just dancing around crazy around a just fire, maybe. <laughs> I, I don't Have you seen that, uh, that movie, Hail Satan? The documentary on oh, no. Satanism and witches I, and warlocks in America. I've been wanting to watch that. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of silly. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, no, I'm sure it is. I mean, but that's the whole kind of premise of it is, you know, like, you know, you have, you can do and believe whatever you want. We want this is what we believe in. Yeah. We just believe in that. So. That's true. It's, it's also interesting because, I mean, so I grew up, you know, born in the 70s, growing up in the 80s. So you have the satanic fever, right? Satanic panic. Uh, everything Dungeons and Dragons, demons are getting inside of you. I remember uh, even growing up, I would have night terrors with the shadow people. You know, come in. You'd, you'd, you'd have those look like floating shadows going through your room. And oh yeah, the uh, 
paralysis? Yeah, sleep paralysis. Yeah. I mean, the government's done the government's done studies on. It. I mean, hard left turn here, folks. So the government's done these crazy studies on it. The reason they did it is in the late '70s, early '80s, a group of people from Vietnam came over. About a thousand people came over that the U.S. brought over, and they put it in Kentucky for some weird reason. It's like, hey, we'll simulate here. Watch Deliverance. Stay away from the rivers. Don't go out at night. You guys will be fine. Uh, but they um, they would talk about the sleep demons and people dying of heart attacks. They talk about how they find these sleep demons, they become part of their lives, and then they die in their sleep. And this very famous radio DJ, uh, he, is, he had a coast-to-coast -coast radio show, and uh, he um, he started getting them. He started investigating, and he started having them happen. He ended up dying. But the oh, U.S. Wow. government did a study on these people in Vietnam and in the U.S., that were dying at a higher rate in their sleep, and they were blaming it on sleep paralysis, what we call sleep paralysis, yeah. they're calling sleep demons. Well, shit, at the same time, I'm having this shit, and my mom's like, oh, those are demons just trying to get into your heart. Like, Thanks, mom. You know, could be sleep paralysis, it could be a bad dream. Yeah. She's like, she's from the she's from the assembly of God, banging the tambourine, speaking in tongues. She's like, oh no, that's satanic. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna <laughs> I mean, you want to fuck up a kid's day. Yeah, like, oh, that's just, cool. let me tell you how much God loves you. Satan is sending his demons to get into your soul right now. And you're like, I don't know that that's, this is not, the, this is not the war I signed up for. <laughs> okay, listen, yeah, I want to buy the camp. To go to sleep. That's all I want to do. Please, just let me just get a little snooze or something in it. For fuck's sake. But yeah, no, it's a, uh, it's a, that, that's, that whole thing is, it's terrifying. If anyone who hasn't had it, just count your lucky stars. Yeah, it's, it's scary. You get that moment where you're trying to move and you're like, <laughs> it's like, let's just, maybe the hand should go up. Yeah. And then, and all of a sudden you think you've woken up and you're in like in the kitchen. Yeah. And then you go to grab something. You're like, I'm not in the kitchen. I can't fucking move here either. Like, yeah. it's horrible. Exactly. And then for some reason, that guy's just right there looking at you. Yeah, like, just. And you know they've tried to make a couple movies about that, and they've been a little cheesy. Um, that's got to be hard to make. Yeah, with the shadows. There's one I think it's called The Nightmare, and it's actually like a like a documentary. Yes, it is. Yeah, I've watched it, and I it was okay. It I watched it. As someone who's lived through it, I was like, yeah, you guys kind of missed some big points, but I don't know how you capture that. At the same yeah. time, it's like, it's easy to say you missed it. It's hard to say you missed it. This is how you would enter it in and make it seem legitimate because it's, it's fucking yeah. crazy. It is weird. It's so weird. So yeah, so I, I see it, you know, I see that shit, the satanic panic though. And you look at all the movies that came out during that time and all the things that we couldn't do. Like as a kid, like there's games I couldn't play. There's TV shows I could not watch because everything had a demon in it. Everything yeah. was coming to get you. And you know, I mean, it, was, it, it shaped movies at the time too. It's amazing how much I think culture shapes movies versus movies shape culture, right? Because yeah. it takes so long to make a movie. Like I don't know that, I mean, I guess it's a little bit different with the clown phenomenon and what it did for clowns. Yeah, didn't do for clowns, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. But I think that played off culturally something that was already happening. People that already didn't like clowns. It's yeah. not like we all loved clowns and we saw it and we're like, fuck clowns. Yeah. I mean, people were saying fuck clowns for a long time. Yeah. I mean, I messed up my cousins because I let them watch the 
uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. It's a great film. How'd that mess yeah. them up? That's fucking awesome. Didn't know what? They were scared of clowns after that. They were young, though. They were like... Let them watch Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, like and they're like, fuck salads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do ketchup either. All right? <laughs> oh, I always forget about that series. Dude, that's a great series. Yeah, it's wild. It's a... What do you... um? What do you think about the, uh, you're starting to lose it. Look at this, it's just like, I'm not good enough. Oh, fuck, what am I missing? I love this subtle panic. And by the way, these ladies look like witches. No, I mean, after, and, and that is 100% to do with American history, or American horror story on um, uh, whatever, AMC or whatever, yeah. or FX. It's 100% because I think that lady was on one of them. That lady right there. Possibly. She's in a lot. She's a very good chameleon actress. Yes. She doesn't have a type as far as like you look at the old fat white guy that's a cop in the South and it's the same old fat white guy, a cop in the South for every television show and every movie. Like there, there's my old fat white guy cop. Right. She can do nine million different things and you're still like, yeah, she's good. Yeah. So I don't know if you knew this, but she's actually the old guy and... The mother at the end. No. Yeah. What? Yes. Mine has just been blown. Mine is super blown. Yeah, the one with the glass at the end, the one with the glasses. She's that, and she's the old guy in this movie. What, they they come into some financial difficulties, and they're like, "Hey, stretch your chops." I think that they were trying to show off her chameleon style. Like, Shoot, and it is chameleon style, which is there. Yeah, it is. I. It took me like. I don't know how many times to watch it, and then I had my monster squad beat up. They were looking at the film, they're like, wow, she plays all three of those parts. I was like, I didn't even know that. That makes way more sense. Fucking Eddie Murphy of horror films. Yeah, right? Really? <laughs> That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is there a tie into the fact that she, with the fascination with red, that she has red hair? Uh, you know, absolutely. 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 I mean, I'm glad we're unpacking this together a little bit because I saw it and mentally I'm taking notes like, is this something? I did think of it like that, but yeah, I, I mean, I get it. Because, you know, it's, it's not as dominant as the rest of the red or the rest of the colors. Yeah. But it's there almost like, listen, you're already kind of part of the group. Just come all the way in. Yeah. Just come here. Like a, sh like a highlight of... Like what's really going on? Like you know, all the reds there. She just like piece of it. Yeah, piece of it. a small piece of it, and you could be more red. Yeah, you could if you just come over here. Come on, bitch, come over here. It's awesome. Yeah, I think it like that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I mean, because you start looking right, like her her lips. All of a sudden, she starts getting more color. There is there's almost a celebration of the witchdom or the or the witchiness, if you will, in in some way, as far as how she is and yeah. who she is. It's very interesting to me. Uh, it's, I mean, it, it really is that, you know, when, when you, um, when someone joins the cult, right, and, they, and they're that perfect person, but they've got some apprehension, and you're just like, oh, listen, you're gonna, you're gonna join. How do you want to join? You know, yeah. do you want us to force you, cast a spell? How do you want to join? Right, and then, you know, this is almost like the first initiation, like getting one step closer. Yeah. It's, um, I find this, I like films like this that bring an element of something else in that generally isn't part of horror films. Dance, 
Yeah. Like you don't think of dance. You think of fame. I mean, there's you, I, you think you can dance. There's, there's nine million other things that happen in the world that are that are around dance. Not a lot of horror films. Yeah, that I can uh, I can think of. I mean, I went through the list and I was like, weird professions that they should now make horror films out of, right? So, all right, bowling. You know, I don't know how it's going to happen, but let's make a horror bowling film. Uh, I guess probably with zombies. You can protect yourself in the bowling alley. You'd be really strong. Don't accept Dwayne The Rock Johnson throwing bowling balls. Yeah. They can just explode a bunch of heads. Uh, pool. Professional pool player. <laughs> You're not making a horror film with that. Yeah. It's not. Um, you can make a horror film with uh, with probably a hairdresser. They can lose their mind actually cut an ear. And they start to have yeah, bloodlust. Yeah. And then they're that. like, I was like, well, man, you're nicking a lot of people. Are you okay? I'm just a little nervous. Like, and everyone thinks she's an alcoholic, and really, yeah. she's like, I've got a bloodlust. Yeah. I've got a bloodlust. Like, and then and all of a sudden, an ear comes off. Ear comes off, and then loses her job, and then she's just killing people. She's doing free haircuts on Craigslist. Yeah. And just murdering yeah. people. And you're like, I need a hair model. <laughs> <laughs> need a hair model. Oh, what happened? Is I mean, Craigslist. You know, they have the Craigslist killer. It's like I, after that happened, and I saw it on on twenty twenty, and I was like, "Well, I'm not going to Craigslist anymore." Yeah, I mean that's not a bad idea. Like a hairdresser, like horror film, like, like that's that sounds. And then they put like some sneaking. So you want your lip waxed? Yo, put something under there. They're out, and then they wake up, and they're like, do the nose hair wax, and it just like knocks them out. And they're like I can't breathe. Yeah, I keep one. That. I can see that. Oh yeah. yeah. Really scared. Slipping their friends rogue in, like I'm so hairy. Like I'll take care of it. <laughs> I've got you. I've got you covered. Don't you worry about it. That one might work. Um, bartender murderer can work. I've always had this idea that I wanted to do this story, and I was like, listen, I'm not. I don't write screenplays or anything, so it's not like I'm gonna be like, if someone does this, they've stolen it from me. Yeah. But I would love it if there was a horror movie out there or a series. Almost like Heredity, or not Heredity, uh, um, House, uh, Haunted House, or Haunted Hill, or whatever it is. Oh, that, yeah, the House of and or Castle Rock on Hulu. I want this series because it, and it's got to be. I mean, unfortunately, someone's got to buy it for like five seasons, right? Yeah. But it's, it's a little bit of a of a steal from um, from Sliver, that movie. Yeah. But you got to have a guy, an affluent person that seems like a manager. No one actually knows who owns all the hotels, but he does. He's always a traveling manager. So he looks like he's in middle management, but he actually owns the hotels. And you got to have one, New York, LA, Miami, and Seattle, right? And, it, and all he does is he gets the rooms wired up. He knows who's in there. And he just has to have someone do a moral sin. What he thinks is a moral sin. And he'll go and like catches the guy jerking off, right? Wipes it, uses the towel. He's like, great. Goes out, commits a murder, and then leaves that guy's DNA there. And then goes to a different city. Well, starts doing this at all these different locations, right? And he's watching the right people. So you could have a couple of episodes where he's just watching people, and it's just yeah. uncomfortable. They kind of feel like they're being watched. You can really build it up. Someone does the sin, or what he thinks is a sin. They get pinned for murder, and so you've got these defense attorneys going in, and they're like, I was in my hotel, and he's fixed the video, so it looks like yeah. they were out. Like, dude, I mean, it looks like you killed him. It's like, I didn't, like, your semen's there. Like, in the DNA culture, in the idea where every special, a law and order SVU has semen and spit there, and this whole idea, one, you're kind of making a mockery of it, but two, you're showing how easy in a digital 
light of where we live, how the fakenings happen. You can put someone's face on somebody and make it look like they're doing the interview and all this other crazy shit. You could set someone up for murder way easier than you could 20 years ago. Yeah. Way in, in different ways, right? I mean, a hundred years ago, it's like I think it's Tom. He's a witch. And they're like, yeah. "Fuck Tom! Does he sink? Yeah. Uh, no, oh, yeah, he floats! Exactly. Oh, goddamn! Yeah. Either if he drowned, that's too bad. Yeah, you know, or didn't drown. It's like, oh well, you're a witch. We're gonna yeah. hang you now yeah. for, sure. for sure. Oh, this lady is pissing her pants. It is. Oh, th- this is great acting, by the way. Oh yeah. We'll, we'll get back to my idea, but oh Jesus, that see some of that stuff, that physical torture they put their body through all of this shit yeah oh you know there was there was a thing that said people walk out walk out no you got to find out what's going on i mean i'm I'm sad she pissed her pants but i'm also a little bit weird now she didn't poop them all that's going on that's true (laughs) okay look at these other these witches are just like this this is without my magic this is without me tapping into magic. Oh, but the way the other gal bends her body, like the dancer's good, the other gal flopping around is way better. Yeah. Because that hurts my joints just watching it. Yeah. Oh! Contortion. God! Damn, Cirque du Soleil! Let me get you spine. Can I have a Miller Light, actually, though? Thank you so much, sir. Producer, producer Matt showing nothing but compassion for me. Oh my goodness. She's like, yeah, we'll stop the play now. Really? <laughs> Look at all these ladies. Are... Do you think, I, when I was watching the first time, I'm watching that, and I think all those other ladies know what's happening in the other room. And they're oh, like, yeah. oh, she's fun. Thank you so much, sir. And they're like, oh, yeah, not only was that dance great, what the other ladies did. Like, they're a little sad she's gone at the same time they knew that she had yeah. to go. Yeah. So, yeah, so that, oh, yeah, so her go- dancing votes. They were testing you know, the incantation. What was that? There's that four movie trilogy with Annabelle. They were the um, the demon people from the 70s. Oh, uh, yeah. I've, they're like the Conjuring. Yeah, the nun, yeah, yeah. Annabelle. Conjuring the Nun, Annabelle. Annabelle comes home. I can't home. think of the, the names right now. Their house is still for sale. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, nah, that's. You know, I, would, would you live in a haunted house? You would know. You? <laughs> I didn't. I did not live within these houses. My mother did. Stop! Your mom lived in a haunted house. She lived in two back to back. I mean, you've got a demon right over your head. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like oh, Matt knew. Man. He's like uh, Robert sits here. <laughs> Here's where he sits. This is the demon his mother knew. No, it's crazy because like. For real, like my sister and my mom would be like, this place has to be haunted. And I would, I didn't, I live with Now, my is, is, your, is your family spiritual? Uh, yeah, to a degree. To a degree, okay. Um, but yeah, my my mom would be like, yeah, the, the water upstairs just turns on the seat and the faucet full glass. I was like, what? Whatever. When I'd go stay over there. Yeah, would you see anything? It was weird because. I'm not gonna lie, I was kinda high some of the times. <laughs> How dare and you? I would make food and I Devil's would just lettuce. watch TV and I would like be ready to go sleep. But I remember around Christmas time, I was staying with my mom a little bit longer, like uh-huh. a week. 
and it always seemed like somebody was standing like on the top of the stairs. Like you know when you can hear someone just standing, you can hear like a crackling. Like, oh yeah. Like, toes or the knees. Sometimes I would hear that, and I was like, I wonder if that's my little sister. Because my little sister, she was like two. Well, she'd just get up because she knew that the light was on or something. She wanted sure. to see my mom. So I would go look, and then there wouldn't be anybody there. And that would happen quite often. And sometimes it sounded like it was closer. Like it was just like at the bottom of the stairs. I was like, man, that's weird. And I would look, and there would be nobody there. But I could hear yeah. someone just kind of standing there. Like, just like... Like it was, it freaked me out. So I, I let that go by. Later on, my mom moved out, moved into another house, and uh, it happened to be across the street from one of my good friends. We weren't friends at the time, but later on, we found out that our parents lived like kind of near each other, right across the street from each other. And uh, I asked my mom, I was like, did you ever ask anybody at that house? But she goes, get this. <laughs> so we leave when we when we when we left. I asked. The property manager is like, has anybody ever said this place is haunted? He's like, I was waiting for you to ask. Like, right before you moved in, some guy killed himself. Oh my gosh. And uh, the maintenance guy, you know, cured things, water would come on. And he was like, she was like, yeah, the water used to come on all the time, just randomly. We'd be eating dinner downstairs, and upstairs, the seat would come on. So then, this was already after she had already been living in her other place. She goes, the other house was haunted too. The one that you would come visit. Uh, the lady that, the family that owned it, the mother that she bought the house originally, she was growing old and was gonna pass away and she didn't wanna, she didn't wanna pass away in the hospital. So they took her home, she passed away in the home. She said that was a little, felt better. It wasn't weird like that. Like, uh-huh. She said you could, they had, my mom was weird. She had those weird, like, things that would dangle in the doorway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, kind of like hippie, like. Oh, yeah, those hippie bees. Yeah. Just come down, like, that was the partition, and welcome. But, yeah, she would, there would be times that there would be no AC or anything, and you could just hear someone walk. Oh. She, she you could hear it, like, because it's, it's a distinct noise. You yeah, yeah. The whole house. And, uh, she said that my little sister would like talk about somebody, like a friend or something. But that was it. That's all that ever happened at my house. Yeah, it's not a friend. But you don't know. I mean, obviously, you can be reading into more. But the bee thing, she said that would happen at night if you could hear it. My buddy's place. I go and stay with in L.A. Straight up haunted. Uh, he lives in this really old, old building right behind Musso and Frank in Hollywood. And when I come into town a lot of the times, he's like, oh, just stay in my place. I'll go stay with my girlfriend down the hall. He goes, just make sure when you leave, you say goodbye to all the ghosts. You know, here's the list. I was like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've got this dog with me. I've got this 90-pound pit bull with me. No one's fucking with me. In the middle of the night, I'll be sleeping, dead asleep. I will feel my arms start to raise. I'll start to wake up. You know, and you're like, and then, wham! I get my face slapped with my own damn hand. Wake right up, spinning around looking for someone. Nothing's there, and there's no breeze in one of the in one of the rooms. It's all just closed off. Got the air conditioner on, pointing directly on me. It's a small apartment, and there's just a uh, a 
branch of this vine that's in his house it's, that he's trimmed it back it only grows straight out it's super long it's like two feet long he's tried to wrap it underneath so the vine will continue around this one piece only grows straight up no matter what he does and it was just waving up and down none of the other leaves are moving nothing else is moving on this on, on the on the it's just like ha 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 yeah. i'm like where the fuck is that goodbye that's crazy but every time i say that i get slapped in the face every time and i don't you know and i don't do the goodbyes proper or any of the other shit so he's like yeah man you gotta respect the ghosts here I said, dude this is just i'm good man i must get a hotel this next time it's weird but you know we it's, it's also, I think it's interesting that, you know, depending on where you live, where you grow up, the cities, the people, you know, it, it, I never knew of haunted houses in Montana. Like, we just never knew of haunted We knew of witches. You know, yeah. Yeah, there's, um, there's a strong witch and Wiccan, I guess, Wiccan culture yeah. in northwest Montana. And, that, you know, because they love the environment, they love planet Earth, they worship the Earth, they want to protect the Earth. You know, you got these beautiful mountains and the Glacier National Park and these beautiful streams and everything else. So that's a big culture there. Uh, but never hauntings. But you get into a city with all the bustle. Yeah. Well, Hollywood has a lot of old buildings. This building's been around for a while. Yeah. You know, a lot of history. A lot, a lot of history. You know, you can go out to Catalina. They've, uh, they've got a, a fishing club out there and everyone swears the place is haunted. You can, you can see the guys drawing line in the middle of the night. You see them in the restrooms. I want, I've stayed there a couple of times. Never saw a ghost. I was so disappointed. Yeah, I was And then also, what am I going to do if I see one? You know, it's... I don't have a plan. Freak out and not yeah. go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> There's not enough cocktails, right? Yeah. It's, it's a... Uh, and then, and you know, then, then, I, then I run up, do weird shit through my head. I'm like, all right, so now I'm here. I see it. Does it leave with me? Because I watch so many fucking horror films where some of them leave with you. Right? I mean, Poltergeist kind of trapped there. Then the other ones, it's like, oh no, I'll follow you. You know, I I had a moment in life where I was so scared out of my mind that I did not know where to go. Really? Like, I was in my car and I was terrified and I didn't know, know where to drive after it happened. And it's, it's the weirdest it I've Tell I told my mom the next day after it happened. I told my I had to have dinner with my family. It was so scary. Shit! It was like I called her the Yorona that I saw, but it probably wasn't her. It was someone else that was beyond. That's the Yorona right there saying, "Don't don't say my name, bitch." Exactly. Don't say my name. (laughs) But it was it was it was so scary that I did not want to go home. That's how terrified I was. And then when I got home, my roommate was there, and he was like, what the hell is wrong with you? He goes, you look like you've just seen a ghost. He literally said that, and I was like, dude, I don't know what the hell I just saw. Scariest thing in my life. And I'll, I'll tell you. I'll yeah, tell please tell you. Yeah, gotta tell us. Yeah. So this is the time when I was working at Dirty Bills. Okay. You know, I was a door guy. I usually the last one to leave because I was you know, mopping the floors and stuff. Mm-hmm. And everybody was sleeping, and I would close up and leave. And... Uh, so this was probably maybe late November, early December, I want to say, and uh, I was getting out of work, and it was clearly almost like four o'clock in the morning, maybe four, could have been. Left, driving home, I was going down South First Street, 
and anybody that knows it goes down South First Street, there is a funeral home on the right hand side across, like not far from the Torchies, original Torchies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was going past there. I was in the slow lane because there was another car next to me. I know, I remember, I could see it in my, <laughs> and it was cold. So everybody had jackets. There was no way that you were just hanging outside not wearing a jacket. The one cold day in Austin. Yeah, it was cold. It was, I mean, it was insane. Anyway, so I'm driving, I'm getting close to that funeral home, and uh, as I get close, I see this lady there, in all black, she has a little black hat on her head, she has this blonde hair, and I don't, I don't, I don't know if she was real. Well, you don't know if she was... She didn't look real. She looked okay. like a, she looked, I don't know if she, it just didn't look, it didn't look like a real person. She looked so distorted, like she had like a six chin. <laughs> it sounds crazy, but she had a chin that well, like, went over her chest. It was so long, and she like was, the ultimate basset hound. She was really <laughs> yeah. She was she was very large woman, all in black, not wearing a jacket. She was like in a black pants, black shirt. She was just looking at me, not smiling, just serious, and just waving at me. And she just did. She was weird. She had yeah, just makes me it was it was it was the craziest look. I could see her face. It was it was weird. She didn't look real. I'd never seen a person. Whether she just came out at night because that's the only thing she come. I don't. She didn't look like a real person. Then next to her, there was a little bitty short guy hunched. Little bitty. And this, I'm was dead he serious. on a leash? I don't know what he was. He was like three feet tall. He was skinny. Short and and no offense to the little people out there. Traditionally, when you are a when you are considered a, a little person, right? Yes. You're not skinny. No, this guy was like bone. <laughs> he was like bone skinny. He I'm was, not trying to be a dick. No, I'm no, just no. Yeah, right? no. He you compress like, that down because what? That's he like was skinny. almost skeleton, like skinny, skinny, and he looked real, but he was. It did. It didn't make any sense. I. The way, and they were both just waving. He was smiling. She wasn't. She was dead serious, like not no no movement in her cheeks or nothing. She was just being weird, and it almost looked like he was holding her up. Like it didn't look like a real like that's what I'm saying. It didn't look like a real person. He was standing there waving with one hand and his one hand kind of behind was, her. Yeah, and it didn't because she, she didn't look real. Like there's no I've never seen like. It just was. Were you high? No, it wasn't. Oh, okay. it wasn't. It hadn't been drinking either. <laughs> but it freaked me out so bad that I looked to the left of the car next to me, thinking, "You had to have seen that. You had to have seen it." Just in my mind, you had to have seen. Hoping you see her face looking over yeah. the car next to you. And they followed, oh. like they followed me, like as I drove by the whole way. As soon as they made eye contact, followed my car and waved at me the whole as I drove by. It was the creepiest thing. At that moment, I wasn't terrified, didn't know where to go. I, I seriously, my mind was like, I'm not going home. What if these people follow me? What if there's a car that follows me? Yeah. In my mind, I was like, terrified. Drove around for a little while, then I was like, all right, I'm going to go home. I can just see you driving around like, fuck, I'm low on gas. This is not I'm going to avoid this motherfucker and I'm low on gas. Yeah. God damn it. So, yeah, I mean, I got home. 
you can you can ask my old roommate Randy McGraw. DJ I know, McGraw. man. I know. Yeah. yeah. So I came in. and He just looks at me. And he's like, "Dude, you look like a scene ghost." I was like, Dude. "Well, Randy's super sensitive too, though." So. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna be like what yeah so then I like, told him about it he was like dude that just sounds so creepy to me. and then like I had to tell I told everybody oh and I did you feel better sharing it I'm gonna be oh absolutely yeah, I yeah. feel good now talking because it was it was I've never been that terrified in my life I remember probably this, one of the scared most scared I've ever been and it was unfortunately very real. Was, uh, this was last year. I had my daughter in the car, which was in the back seat. I'm going to Radio Coffee, 29071, right over there. And I'm getting ready to turn to go under 29071 to go over Radio Coffee. And underneath the overpass is a guy. And I don't know if he's homeless or not. Because he's got nice clothes on. But he looks, he's, he's looking for eye contact. And he's got a sword, and he's spinning it around. Oh, and wow. he's spinning it around and pointing it at cars and laughing and yelling. And then spinning it around, just waiting for someone just to walk in. I mean, yeah. The eye contact part. Two percent attention. And you're, <laughs> just, you're gone. And I'm like, there's cars all around me. I've got traffic coming this way, but I don't think he's worried about that traffic. And he can just walk right over, and I've got the kid in the car, and I can't drive away. But I also, if he starts attacking the car, I don't know that I want to get out of the car because I don't want an opportunity for him to get in the car. I've got my kid in the car. And she's looking around. You know, what's that over there? I'm like, let's look to the other side. Have you, have you heard of Ralph's before? That's a store over here. <laughs> yeah. Do you know they have coffee shops in Ralph's? She goes, what about this guy over here? I'm like, we don't point at people. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> and I'm not looking that direction. Yeah. I'm looking back at her, pointing this it's way. Like that, he's pointing the sword right at your face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry about him. I turns green and I'm like it's safe to look and he starts jogging at the car. Oh wow. You just can't drive fast enough. You're in a car and you just cannot and then I just didn't go to radio, I just texted my friend and I was like, hey, um, I can't make it. My kid's sick. And just drove home. She's like, I thought we were gonna get a treat, though. We'll get a treat somewhere else. I drove out to the H E B at the Y past 71. <laughs> I'm like, here's a donut. Their donuts are good out there. Their donuts are good. <laughs> Their donuts are good, and guess what? I don't live out there. So <laughs> took the most roundabout way home. I was fucking scared, man. Yeah. That shit weirds me out. You know, when I, um, and it was just because he was the the level of, of commitment to what they've got going on is way more than my commitment outside of staying alive. <laughs> way more than mine. But I've never, I've never had, you know, in my own home, a ghost. I've had Peeping Tom before. That's fucking weird because you don't know at first. And then as soon as you find out, then you're angry. And then you can be, and then they're scared. As soon as they lose, as soon as they lose the element of fear, where you're unhinged by someone potentially watching you or looking at you when you're sleeping or anything else. Like that unhinging part, as soon as that's gone, they realize their power is gone. Like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And you're like, no, I'm not. Now we got the fucking problem. Yeah. Now we've got one. But it's a, um, it's interesting, man. I mean, it is a, uh, the, so you believe in ghosts? 
I think I will whenever <laughs> something like that happens to me. Like, yeah, I know my mom's house was haunted and I was hearing things, but I need something scarier. Now, do you believe in um, demons and angels? Yeah. The spirit, the spiritual world, if you will. I get, I guess so. I mean, I feel like I have good energy around me all the time, so I feel like my family that's passed away is giving me some of that good. Yeah. Besides me giving out some good energy. Absolutely. I still think that. I believe in that part a lot. I mean, I believe in the positive energy and and being good to other people. I was talking to, I was on a podcast in LA and I'm talking to the guy who goes, hey, you ended one of your podcasts talking about how you should, you know, make sure you tell your friends I love you. I was like, yeah, because, you know, my my second stepdad was a weird Eastern Montana cowboy who just never said it. And you don't know where people are going to go. You don't know what's going to happen. And it feels good to have a close friend say, give you a hug to me or on the phone. Be like, hey, love you, man. Have a good day. Yeah, absolutely. It feels good. It feels good to say it. It feels good to hear it back. It feels good to go out in your day not knowing what's going to happen. It feels good. Yeah. It takes away that angst, if you will. That, you know, I mean, it, it, it also egotistically, like I look at it, I'm like, oh, my funeral's going to be super popular. <laughs> a lot of people say they love me on the phone. I'm going to have a real good funeral. Yeah. I've already got I hope they got a big parking lot. I know, they got a big parking lot. I'm going to need two DJs, not one. <laughs> I'm going I'm to have the whale, you and Chris, just spinning tunes. Oh, yeah. Just having some fun. That's the other thing. I think that we might have less hauntings or maybe better hauntings. Maybe not less, but better hauntings. My hauntings, like happier people from the afterlife will be stuck here. Maybe if we had better funerals. If we took care of the dead better. You know, I can see that. Let's let's have some better funerals. Yeah. I think better funerals is the way to go. Like, I like the idea of funerals where you're planting a tree. Like my ashes are the yeah. roots. Then, is you know, as long as it's in the right area, right? You can keep coming back and see it and be like, that's oh yeah, that's, that's your great grandfather right there. there. That's his tree. Yeah. Or they can compress your your ashes down into a diamond. It's like this is my dad on my hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or the 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 um, there was that thing where you get your ashes turned into a record. Yeah, yeah, just you know, just play your play your favorite copyrighted songs. Yeah, right over here. It's gonna be me whistling the Robin the uh, the cartoon. Oh, you can uh, but you can play. You know, pudding pops are just pudding pops. You know, you're not Jello pudding. The J E L L no is what it is now. There's um there's but you know there were crazy stories about that cat years before he got busted for slipping people, making some having sex with them. And there's a famous story about him being in Vegas and he had the whole staff around him. All the theater workers. And he made them all stand without saying a word, watch him eat spaghetti. Oh wow. That's a weird food. But you don't want to watch people eat. Yeah. Right? And he's like, watch me, eat my spaghetti. Yeah. And then every night the security guard tucked him in the bed. Oh, wow. That's a nightmare for me. Yeah. Tucking any other grown man into bed. Uh, I'm like, no, I don't want to do this. Just put it in your arms. Like, you, you, you can do it. Just get in bed. I can see Prince doing something like that. 
Yeah, oddly enough, I'd be okay talking to him. Yeah. Probably and he'd be like, Jason, you're not talking to me in the bed. What's, what, what's wrong with you? I'm like, oh, I heard the rumor. He's like, yeah. The, the rumor left out the five chicks tucking me in the bed that are all right. six feet tall. Yeah. They're all Tyra Bankses tucking me in the bed. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's it. Yeah, that's an interesting. Do you um are you are you excited for um what is it Doctor Sleepers or whatever this the second the Shining two? Oh yeah yeah Doctor Sleep Doctor Sleep yeah uh, yeah I saw a trailer for it uh, I mean you have to think of it that it's not going to be anything close to the Shining. I mean it's not going to be the Shining for sure yeah. right? He's the kid he's grown up he should be seventy two but he's like thirty five yeah. that's fine. Um, I think it's weird that the little girl has the, they're coming after the powerful girl. Yeah. Right? I'm, I am shocked in the Me Too world that the white guy, the older white guy is protecting the younger African American girl with better powers. <laughs> just, I mean, I'm surprised there's already not uproar about it. And I mean, just because people will get, I'm, I'm, I know people are getting triggered by it. Like, I had some friend who she posted her friend's comment who had adopted two kids and they went and saw Dumbo and she's like, I was triggered. Oh. Uh, first of all, if you don't know the Dumbo story, don't go. All of Disney's movies are fucking dark. There's just, there's a darkness to all. They, they are, the, 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 the first Disney movies are OG horror films. You've got the witch, you've got the lady, yeah. she's asleep, you've got the little people that she's kind of scared of. Oh, oh, fuck the work we go. You, I mean, Hansel and Gretel, it's a fucking horror film. That's scary. That's scary. You know, so don't come at me with, I can't believe what happened with this Disney and Dumbo. Watch the original. It's way worse. They're way meaner. You know, I mean, it's, a lot of trippy stuff happens. A lot of trippy stuff happens. What about the Fantasia? And the witches and the warlocks and, and the and the possessed house. I mean a lot of trippy shit happens. And there's you know, once again, nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying, don't come to me with your two thousand twenty eyes and like, I can't believe this is so dark. I can't believe you didn't watch the original, which is way worse. And guess what? At the end, Dumbo comes through. Yeah. <laughs> hey, a little hardship's okay. Little, you know, some bruise knuckles, you know, I mean, are you if you came out of the womb spinning records and just instantly knew sounds, and you know, you're just like, no, this is just how life works, it, it would be weird. Like, you've got to be able to grow and progress and be somebody. I think, I think it's the best thing about every horror film is that the people that grow and progress, find the challenges and move forward, succeed in the darkness of everything, right? Yeah. They still find success, they still break free. You know, shit, they got some scars, of which they probably clean that up a little bit. I mean, if you're in Hollywood, it, it make them a rock star afterwards. But, you know, it doesn't, it's not a, it's not a thing where I watch it. And I'm like, oh yeah, I can see why you should be triggered by a flying fucking elephant, because that's so realistic. <laughs> you look at the kids and you're like, I, I adopted two kids and I'm triggered by this. Maybe you shouldn't go see movies. Maybe instead of telling people not to see Dumbo, Maybe your announcement just might want to be, I'm not mature enough to watch Dumbo. Yeah, I only watch documentaries. I only watch documentaries that don't trigger me because I'm not mature enough to watch a rated G Walt Disney film about a flying elephant. I don't have it in me. I'm too sensitive for that. Dear planet Earth, <laughs> if you are even a planet. 
That's a person that only uses one black bullet. Yeah. Just. <laughs> I'm really liking that. I'm liking that a lot. I'm gonna steal that. That needs to be a T-shirt. Yeah. You're a one flyer. Yeah. Hey, one flyer. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, arrow. I'm with one flyer. I'm with one flyer. Sorry, I'm with one flyer. Can you stand over here real quick? Will you complain about something? It'd be super. Thanks. I was. I saw this other thing they were talking about uh, the horror. Because now you know it's, it's October, so everything on the news is the horror. The tragedy, the escape, this. And it's like the horror of e-cigarettes and jewel. And direct nicotine in the body and 30 people have died. And then I see this name, it's like uh, 198,000 people died of opioid addiction last year. You know, <laughs> 330,000 people died in drunk driving accidents. Like they just start breaking down all the numbers. And it's like, and 30 died from this. Is this the problem that deserves our national attention? Probably not. I mean, talk to me more about the flu shot or anything else. Please. It's a distraction. It is a distraction. Now, a lot's been made in this world, or a lot's been made, that we live on a flat earth. Are you are you a, a globe person or are you a flat earth person? I'm gonna stick with the globe. You're gonna stick with the globe. It would be weird. If we're the, I, I mean, listen, I would think more DJs would be on the flat earth with the turntables. I would think it just naturally fits with how you move things, <laughs> right? Yeah. You got you got the, the North Pole in the center, you fly around this way, you got whatever, the ice wall, whatever they want to call it. But I do think it's, it's. Um, I, was, I was listening to this guy talk about flat earth, <laughs> and the host is like, do you have kids? He's like, I got two. Don't worry, they don't buy the ball theory. <laughs> <laughs> They don't buy the ball. That's hilarious. Fuck, fuck this ball earth shit. Yeah. Who cares? It is. Uh, it's, it's it's fascinating to me. I think it's a uh, it's a uh, we're in a, we're in a, a very unique place in our time where we have so much information that the disinformation, whatever disinformation is, is as important as information as how it influences and moves people in different directions because we have so we have access to so much real shit and so much bullshit yeah so much that people are just like oh i'll just accept it oh, i'll just take this oh this is amazing okay let's run with this yeah and it blows my mind i mean you know before it's your point right i'm looking through the credits of a vhs film to show that those are fake fucking gorillas yeah and now you could literally have i can adjust those being i could Play it digitally and adjust the credits of Real Gorilla One, and your and your cousin would be like, "Told you, fucking Real Gorillas." You're like, "But hold on, on the on the VHS tape, it says they're now which one's real?" Yeah, it's crazy. You know, I I, I, I told some the other day I was like, "We and we supply so much unknown disinformation, and we love it. How many people around in third world countries that get our leftover clothes?" Every time a Super Bowl happens, they think the losing team won. Like they get, oh, the Rams won the Super Bowl last year. I've got the shirt to prove it. Yeah. They're just running around. Yeah. Even the Rams. Getting all the flea market stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. It's fantastic. And, and but they're going to come over here, right? That's the person who's going to come over. They're going to study hard. 
They're going to get to the final round of Jeopardy. It's been in 2019. The Patriots and Rams play. Who won the Super Bowl? You know, I'm betting all my money. Rams. The guy's like, uh, what is the Patriots? Sorry. He's like, I'm wearing the fucking shirt. He just rips open his shirt. He's like, this, this was my first piece of America. And they're like, we got one more piece to share. So, <laughs> we make a lot of extra. <laughs> and in that, I would like to have all those extras. Oh, Jesus. This is, see, this is the, I like how she's just a step back. Have you ever seen someone have a seizure? I haven't. It is, um, it's terrifying. I'm sure it is. It, would, it would scare me. It, it, it's scary for the person, of course. It's scary for the um, for the watchers as well. I remember one time I am, oh, don't be afraid, Caroline. Don't be afraid. Caroline, watch your fucking P's and Q's. You'd be very, very afraid. Uh, I remember one time I was I was raised in a, in a church, very religious church, and uh, a guy came in and they thought he was possessed by demons. And they were praying around him. He was probably mentally, mentally a little ill, right? Uh, just didn't have his meds or whatever it might be, or didn't know to have meds. But they were just chanting and praying around him and beating the tambourine, and he kept freaking out more. And I looked back on it, and I was like, what's scary? You go to church, maybe it's a safe place, maybe you have an episode, it's mentally you're a little unstable, right? You don't know what your episode is, but you have one. Okay, shit happens. But then all of a sudden you have a bunch of white people standing around you, out of rhythm, beating tambourines, <laughs> speaking in some weird tongue, with their hands. <laughs> Do you think that's going to calm them down? I'm wondering. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, a lot. that's a lot to take in. And then if you're already a little mentally unstable, that's a lot to take in. And then they're yelling, demon, get out. And you're like, I'm trying to leave. Well, you won't let me. Yeah. <laughs> It's a uh, satanic panic, man. Bring it back. It is the satanic panic. What um, almost every every good dark horror film has a crazy old white guy involved, right? To a degree. To a degree. There's um, you know, we got this crazy old white guy. He is. Uh, he's got a super hearing aid in that kind of stays in. Um, you know, loves his pod or his soup or the fuck he's eating. He's unique in this film. It's just, you know, he's such a weird character that yeah, he's trying to figure out, but like if he's but is he trying to figure it out, or is he? I thought I couldn't figure out. Yeah, I know. And then then his wife plays a bigger role in it. Like she disappeared. Uh, whether she was taken away from to like a refugee camp or something like yeah, that. like it's. I don't know. I still, I don't quite understand the glue of how he fits everything else, other than the fact that the that one actress plays him at the end. Yeah, she's not playing him now. No, that's yeah, her. That's, that's her right now. Yeah, she's that character the whole time. Whoa. Start with the silence, folks. We'll we'll put in a sound there. Uh, whoa. Yeah. Like when I watched the movie, I thought his voice was kind of feminine, and I yeah. didn't understand. I didn't because I, I went to look to see who the actor was, and it doesn't 
say, didn't have a picture or anything. So uh, I just didn't know who he was. And then, like I said, when we had our meetup, they looked into it and that, what is the actress's name? Oh, we're gonna find out here because I think she was on um, American Horror Story as well. Yeah, she's in Constantine. She's in Doctor Strange. Uh, but she's she plays every kind of weird role. And she's so good at it too. Suspiria movie. Let's find out. Let's see what happens. Google. Auto-complete me, Google. Let's see. Helen Marcos. Yeah. Who plays Helen? Who plays Dr. Joseph Klimper and Madame Blanc and some others. So, yeah, she is, um, no, it's Tilda Swinton. She plays Helen Marcos in the, yeah, there she, dude, she, yeah. The, the iconistic gift of the visually striking and fiercely talented Tilda Swinton. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great way to talk about her. Yeah, she's Let's, definitely talented. She is super talented. Um, let's see, what is she? What else has she been on? Let's, so, one of the worst films of all time, The Snowpiercer. The dummy, the dead don't die. She was the samurai. Uh, oh yeah, she was mortician yeah. in that. Not the that. best movie. I, uh, I was pretty. I was kind of disappointed. Not gonna lie. Uh, of course, Avengers, Suspiria. Isle of the Dogs, great films. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Doctor Strange, of course. Hail Caesar. Trainwreck. I didn't know she was in Trainwreck. The Grand Budapest. Uh, yeah, she's been in a lot. I mean, of course, she's been in a lot of films, but a lot of uh, a lot of the films that she's in uh, seem to have a little bit of a supernatural twist. The Curian Case of Benjamin Bratt. I never. I never. I don't know. Where Brad Pitt gets younger and then older. I'm not a big Brad Pitt fan. Only a few of his films that I like. I'm not a huge. I don't. I'm not dialed in. Like I don't go see his movies. Um, Constantine, she was in. Yeah, she plays a I mean, she's been in some adaptation, great film. Tom Cruise, Vanilla Sky. She was in that. Yeah. Oh, she must have been a doctor. The protagonist. I saw. Let's see. Female perversions. I'll see. Um, she did a ton. Yeah. She's great. She is absolutely great. Let's see here. She has appeared in three movies with Ralph Fiennes: The Grand Hotel Blue, Bigger Splash, Hail Caesar. Look at her. Um, her trademark: androgynous beauty. Yeah. Down. That's yeah. Down, man. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a great thing to be known for. Tilda, good job on everything that you do. That's for sure. So you're not a Brad Pitt fan? Why not? I don't. I don't know. I think. Uh, I mean, I am. Like, I like Fury. I like uh, Glorious Bastards, and I like Fight Club. Okay. But that's kind of it. Yeah. Is Fight Club more though the other guy? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Courtney Cox's ex-husband. Yeah, I can't, can't think of his name. I know his face. Yeah, I'll think of it in a minute. And who's the, the young lady here in the red? She's a great actress. She is uh, Melanie Griffin and Don Johnson's daughter. Really? Dakota Johnson. Dakota Johnson. Well, Dakota Johnson's. She's a great actress. Oh, she's, she's amazing. Yeah. She's done some great, great stuff. 
I never saw the Fifty Shades of Grey. She's, she, that's one of the movies you Yeah. Watch one of those. There's like five of them now, or four of them. Something like that. Yeah, she's um, that's right. She's in those. Not uh, I mean, she's way better in Suspiria than she is in um, in those. As far as yeah. just this is quality. the first, yeah, this is the first movie other than those that I knew about. I think she's in Peter Peter Butter Falcon. I want to see that so bad. Yeah, I want to see it. That looks great. What um, coming into uh, to now, you have your your movie thing at, uh, on Tuesday nights. Do you like to go to the theater to watch films? And uh, it just depends. Okay. Um, I have been a great movie theater at my house. Nice. So I've invested in it. It's one of those things where, like, I bought a really nice TV. Someone tries to invite me to go watch a football game somewhere. I'm like, you just spent <laughs> a lot of money on this. <laughs> so it's kind of one of those things. And, like, my whole thing about it is I'm already so behind on movies that I already, they're at the house already, you know, I'm already caught up. So I can pay the same price to own the movie that I can pay to watch the movie. Okay. And I have like the surround sound and all that fancy stuff, so I mean, it's it's a good time watching. Nice, like football or basketball, anything. Yeah, get the full full experience. Yeah, but I, I still I'll go oh, see Jesus. it. Oh, like I saw I saw Suspiria in the theater. Okay. I saw um, Violet Crown or Draft House. Draft House. Okay. Uh, and you, you know what's funny? I think of. Other than like the Infinity series movies, all the other movies have been horrible that I've watched in the theater. See, I like, uh, I like if, if I if I'm gonna go to the draft house and watch a horror film or anything else, I will have some edibles or some mushrooms and then I'll go. Because it really this people like an excuse to do drugs, whatever. But I can really focus in. I can I can I don't I don't feel the calling on either one of those to eat a lot of food. Yeah. Because the, the mouth the sounds my mouth makes in the theater distracts me. Um, I get like that too. Like in the beginning when <laughs> it's quiet, I'm like eating and you're like slow crunching like <sighs> Yeah. Oh god. And so I don't you know, so I I try to watch them. I'll watch some in the theater. If, I just like how if, dark if, it gets. It's yeah. how loud it can be because I can't play my stereo that loud at my apartment. You know? Yeah, that's true. Like, when you're there, it's like shaking the room. Like, it's awesome. And then it's like pitch black dark. It doesn't get that dark in my apartment. So. See, I'm with you. I, I like that. and I like, But I also, I like watching movies that I know I wouldn't watch at home in the theaters. Like, I'm the exact opposite. Like, if, I, if I'm like, oh man, shit, I really want to watch that, I wait for it. I watch it on my fire stick. Or whatever at home, like that's yeah. how I. However, it's a movie. I'm like, oh man, I bet that's entertaining. I'm only gonna watch in the theater, yeah. Because I'll get distracted at home with all this other shit I have to do. The kid, you got yeah. laundry, you got, no, no, you know. Yeah, so. so I went and saw like Rambo: Last Blood in the theaters. Why? Which was a really good Rambo. Was, it was actually a good Rambo. Dude, it was. So gruesome at the end. Like, oh my just gosh! Blasting everybody with that big ass gun. <laughs> <laughs> so funny because my roommate was like, "Dude, that's probably one of the best Rambo's." I was like, 
There's no way the last round was the best one. The first one's so good. The first one's so good. It's really, really good. And it's it's just like Aliens. Aliens, the very first one was like amazing. Mind-blowing. Like, would, you, would you say that it's not I mean, one of the best horror superhero films of all time? Because she's like a superhero. Yeah, so that is one of those movies that's a great film. Like it's it it puts you in a place that's just so good, the story's so good, and then finally when you finally see the alien, it just like goes to another level. Yeah, because like, they hold out on you for a long time. Yeah, I mean that's like dating a Mormon girl. You're just <laughs> yeah, no, it, it it's a slow process, but the beauty of it is like how well they put all of that together, the special effects at that time, the story, and then how long it just kept going and kept that. And it holds up today. Yeah, the first Alien was so good. You um, outside of Alien, let's let's take out let's take Shining and Alien out. It's just kind of landmark. Still, what other movies in your mind hold up today? Like a new movie, or, or even an old movie that you look back and you're like, you know what? I could watch that 1980 movie, The Exorcist. The Exorcist. Exorcist. Okay. You, the, the crazy thing about that movie is. I only saw bits and pieces when I was younger, like, and you only see it on USA a couple of times. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like right after Silk Stockings at 2 a.m. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like, it, and it only came on very few times, and you didn't get to see everything because it was edited yep. since I was a kid. And then, I guess, I had to have been like 20 when I first saw it in the theater. They remastered it. It was like the director's cut, and I told my mom, I was like, we gotta go see this. We have to see this movie. They're like, all right, let's go see it. So we saw it. We couldn't walk into my friend's house because all the lights were off. Like, he was like, you go turn the lights off. I was like, no, I'm not going <laughs> None of us are going in there. That was, I was so freaked out and so scared by that movie. We all were, like it was, oh, that's how scary it was. We could not walk into my friend's house. We did not want to walk in the house. I look at that one, I'm mean, like, that, The Exorcist stands up to me way better than Rosemary's Baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right, it just does. It's, I mean, I get the hysteria around what's going on with Rosemary's Baby. I understand, but Roman Polanski, I mean, I get it. At the same time, it's not The Exorcist. Like, The Exorcist is, that is a different level. Yeah, because it's like, it has like religion in it. And religion in a good way. Or, yeah, but it's just like, it's something that had not been done like that. Yeah. Like, it was, it had not been done. That was the first time you'd ever seen an exorcism of any sort in a film. It's a weird thing to say, but when she fucks that cross, I, here's the only thing I can think about as a dad with a daughter is, um, hey, yeah, are you thinking about what that's going to do to your kid yeah. five years, ten years down the road? Like, I made a joke in this last podcast, I'll bring it back to these horror films, they're talking about, you know, Tom Brady's kissing his son. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, no, get back over here, give me a better one, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, hey, Tom, 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 Tom. Yeah. We don't do those things like that. But, and I, you know, I was like, you know, yeah, it, is Tom Brady rich enough? Is Giselle Bunchen beautiful enough that that kid can outlive or outpace, based on his parents' wealth and fame, that moment? 
Because when you get into grade school or middle school or high school and you've made out with your dad on camera, yeah. right? Like, I don't think you're rich enough. I don't think your mom's good looking enough for you to be like, yeah, so? Like, I still think you're getting fucked with the whole time. Just like, I don't, I don't think it's mental. Yeah, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna stay with probably with them at this time. I mean, once something's on the internet, it doesn't disappear. Yeah, and there's always gonna be one guy who's just a little bit funnier than you, who's got a good yeah. edge to it, that's gonna make it stand, stay around forever. Yeah. Just like, even without that, when the director's like, all right, and now Tina fucks the cross. Action. That's gonna stay with her for a while. Yeah. Right? I mean, I mean, just even the things that she says in that film. Oh. Just like, it, it's disturbing. It is. It's really disturbing. And the way she says it, I mean, it was well written. That's one of those that didn't just rely on the pea green soup to be thrown up. It was so well written. The conversations. Yeah. The real temptations that other that other people have tried to rip off now forever, right? Those yeah. those secondary conversations that only that person hears not ever is good and then like there's the time where she starts talking at this mother's voice oh like it's all of that's really traumatic too it's things that mentally mess you up like if you put yourself in that place it's really happening like, oh i will just mess you up yeah it's that's yeah that's one of those that to this day like I could probably show my kid Jaws and she'd be like, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, I saw that on Paw Patrol. There's a shark. Yeah. It's fake. It's, you know, but you can't. Yeah, check. kids nowadays are like the, the guy from the Lebowski. You want a toe? Yeah. <laughs> I'll get you a toe. Pink finger or toenail polish. Yeah. Like you want a shark? Oh, I'll show you a shark. I'll show you a shark. <laughs> it's a uh, but you can't show me Exorcist still. Yeah. You're not sitting there like, hey, you guys want to get scared? Yeah. Show them the original Godzilla, they laugh their face off. They're like, that's yeah. so fake, I can see the strings. And those have lost time, you know, time beat them out. I don't think time's gonna beat out The Exorcist. The only thing that beat out The Exorcist was two and three, which were fucking horrible. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Yeah, and I, I don't, I haven't done research into I don't remember, I don't know who redid those. Um, they weren't very good. What's your, what's your take on doing uh, second films or trilogies or whatever, you know? I just, I would rather it not happen. Rather <laughs> just, would you rather just be a different movie almost yeah, altogether? I mean, so you don't carry the weight? It's so hard to carry, like, like the Lost Boys. Lost Boys is a great film. Great film. I love that movie. The soundtrack is not the greatest, but it's memorable. You remember, like, thou shalt not fall. And then the yeah, guy yeah. playing the sax. Those are things you just remember. They're not great songs. They just, you remember those for being in that movie. But would you say that those fit that movie perfectly? I, I mean, yeah. I think it, I think they fit really well. But, and that's a movie I don't think they should have made the remake. They made like two more Lost Boys after that. They were yeah. super, I, I think because the act, the other actors were fucking or something like that. Corey Feldman or Corey Aiden yeah. or whatever his name. Um, I think he's in the second one. And I don't know if there's a third, but. They tried to do a third, and then that's when one of the stories died. Maybe. Well, like, oh, well, we can't do this. Yeah, but. And they weren't as good, they weren't done as well. Uh, and then, you know, I, it's just like the thing, you know, that's yeah. one of my favorite horror films, you know, 
John Carpenter, you know, they try to redo the redo the the first half of the thing before and back. Oh yeah, that's right. And uh, it just wasn't as good. It, it just it it led up to it, but it just didn't. It did for some reason that older film just knocked that one completely out. Like it just isn't. It didn't feel right. It's a weird thing. I mean, trying to catch momentum, trying to catch fire, if you will, or figure out what on um, what's on what what's on pulse versus what's great. Yeah. And sometimes you make something great that culturally becomes a pulse. You try to ride that wave a little bit, yeah. and it misses the mark completely. I mean, from comedies to dramas to horror films, I don't know many movies that have a, a second one or a third one that have done well in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. You know, uh, it's a, um, it's, it's a, I think it's a weird thing to do, but especially, I mean, you know what? Yeah, the Scream franchise, which is pretty good. Oh yeah. The Saw franchise is just gets graphically more and more violent to the point where you're just like, I'm just curious how they're gonna kill someone. Now. Yeah. I'm just really curious, like how you're gonna invent a different way for someone yeah, to die. Yeah, the first Saw was so good. So good. Low budget. You know, I think that's the other thing is 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 pulling the grittiness away from the budget. I mean, you know, I guess the only one that's probably done a good second one that kept the theme alive was Deadpool, maybe. Deadpool is the first and second, right? Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones until you got to where you met his dad. Then it got the last to, say, I like the last crusade. It was just campy. Compared to the first one. Yeah, no, they're they're two different films. They're just it's yeah. the, the other Even one, the last the last Indiana Jones. They're bringing another one, they're making another one. Well there's a there's four of them. The the fourth one's called the Lost Skull or Crystal or The Crystal Skull. Yeah. Yeah. That one's alright. It's not as good as like the first, like the Temple of Doom is like Doom. my favorite. I love PG thirteen. You're like, why? There's no nudity. Violent as fuck. I'm. I want this last Indiana Jones to be rated on. I want him to come out and fuck some people up. Yeah, right. Put that whip See to some work. Actual blood. Yeah. Just get after it. But yeah, no. It's. It, I mean, it's tough to, to do a sequel. I think it's really tough to do a sequel with a horror film, especially when you got a good one. Or even nowadays, if you've done a good horror film, to make another good horror film. Well, the thing about it, though, like, the ones from the, the beginning, like, The Thing, like, those weren't, at the time, very good films. I didn't really like that movie. That's true. And then it took, it took a, it took a while, like, many years, John Carpenter, you know, Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. He, no one thought at that time that was a great film. It was a good film. I love it. I watch it almost once a week. Are you serious? That's that much? I love Big Trouble in Little China. John Carpenter films, I just love in general. Yeah. But, uh... Thank you, sir. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Matt, real quick. Sir. Uh, favorite horror films? Favorite horror films? Evil Dead Trilogy. Uh, I do any of the John Carpenter ones, especially In the Mouth of Madness. Woo! Prince of Darkness and you know all of this cosmic horror stuff. Yeah. Thing. Um, Event Horizon is a good one. That stands up. That oh, Event Horizon. That is a, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Great call on Event Horizon. Like, Hellraiser in space. Sort of. The um yeah. the guy who did uh, was in Event Horizon. 
Bon Jovi's brothers in it. Yeah, but the, the main guy who ended up going crazy and taking over the ship. Sam Neill. Sam Neill, yeah. great horror film actor. Awesome. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Really good. He's got he's got a couple of good horror films under his belt. He does an amazing job. John Carpenter is like no other horror guy because not only does he do the films, he does a story of the films. You know, Halloween. You know, the only film that I, I realized he did not score was The Thing, which was his first film. Really? Yeah, it's some Italian guy did it. I forget his name at the moment. Now, do you, um, what's your take on Rob Zombie? Three from Hell. I mean, he does some interesting stuff. And he, and he, I, he, he blurs the line between aggressive horror and campy horror. I mean, he had that I Zombie show on the CW. Yeah. Right? I mean, he, he's like, he's like, here's my mainstream music. It's over here. Here's my club grunge music. It's over here. You know, it's it's weird because his, his sometimes his his films can be kind of slow. Yeah. Like um, the Lords of Salem is kind of a slow. Oh, that's a slow. Yeah, that's a slow one. Um, it's not my favorite of his films. I think a thousand. What is it? House of a Thousand Swords. Yes. It's, it's probably his better one of them. But that one still kind of has some slow times, and it's it has some kind of like weird mental graphic things, like mm -hmm. the visuals. It's it's good in its own way, but there are better films. Yeah. I mean, it has a place. He has this place in his horror. Like yeah. It's, it's different. It's not like it's not pop culture horror. Yeah. But it's weird, like I, I, I reminisce it to, like every character is weird. Even yes. the people that are supposed to die or getting killed, they're all weird. Yeah. Like all different, so it, it's, I don't know, it's hard to explain. Maybe, maybe this explains it well, and if, if it doesn't, just be like, no, you're not fixed, Jason. But I look at it the way that I don't think when people created cult classics, they knew they were creating a cult classic. I think Rob yeah, I Zombie. Kind of getting that, I think Rob Zombie is trying to create a cult classic. Yeah, maybe Does that makes sense. Yeah, in, in, in 15, 20 years, there's going to be like a whole resurge of like Devil's Rejects. Yeah, which I like the it. Devil's Rejects. Yeah, I wasn't no, I mad did. at it. Yeah, and all again, all those people in there. I, it's weird. I just watched that movie last week, just to refresh on it, and like everybody's talking about really weird stuff before they get caught by those guys. Yeah, you know, it's it's they're strange films. Yeah, it's, they're they're really, and that's that's only he's almost like the bridge point between a midsummer where you're like, who's weird, who's not? Yeah, who's making me uncomfortable, who's not? First, he's like, I'm going to make everyone make you uncomfortable. Yeah. Across the board. Like, here it is. Everybody is messed up. Yeah, and like, in the Devil's Reject, the cop, the cop that his, I guess his captain died. Yeah. He's really weird. Like, he has some weird death vendetta towards them. Like, he's really, I don't know. He has such a weird obsession over those people. Now, did you see um, the Human Centipede trilogy as a horror film? I, I, I don't know why I never took around getting to watch that. See, I lost a bet, so I had to do all three, oh, and wow. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, burn the bridge of putting guests on for those. So I did them solo, mm -hmm. and just drank beers and watched them. Uh, I got to do a couple. I got to do one later tonight. Uh, that I'll do. I want to do one super high. Just got back from California. 
I don't smoke weed. Uh, it, you know, I cough a lot. It's, yeah, I got sensitive lymph nodes, and uh, and it makes me super super tired, no matter what. But I love to eat it and eat copious amounts of it, where I don't. Like some people, they freak out, right? They're like, "Oh, I got this high! Oh my god, what's happening?" And they get nervous and, "What's going? My chest is collapsing. What's yeah. going on?" And for me, that that lame mushrooms, acid, edibles, the way your body breaks them down, what happens? I love that feeling. I love it, but I find myself, like the other, the other night I was watching some horror films, 75 milligrams deep in edibles. Oh, you were in there. <laughs> I, was, I was in. I was down the rabbit hole. I was like, wait, if they were going to flat earth podcast on, I'd be like, I'd be like, flat. When he falls back and he just goes into the ground. Just watch the film. The TV the goes small and it yeah. goes big. It's just doing this. It's whatever the periscope is that's happening. But uh, I didn't have enough to keep me engaged. So I've got a little bit of food. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, I'm not asleep, but I'm not awake, if that makes sense. Yeah. Too many edibles, right? Not asleep, not awake, but eating something or drinking something. I'm hearing the popping of a. Because I don't like to drink beer when I'm on it. So I'm like, Drinking a soda, I'm drinking like a Zevia, and <laughs> got some Doritos. <laughs> I'm just licking them. <laughs> but I want to do it in a way where it's um, where I where it'll really bring me in. And so I almost want to do a remit. I I want to go back to like the cell with Vincent D'Onofrio and Jennifer Lopez because visually it's it's not like, it's, it's really cool. Visually, it's I just so entertaining. That maybe about a week and a half ago. Visually, Again, it's yeah, so good. Vincent D'Onofrio is a freak actor. Dude, he is. He's a freak actor. All the roles he's had are just wild. Everything. I mean, war films, yeah. horror films. He did Daredevil. He's done superhero. Yeah. He's so good. He was on freaking Law and Order. I mean, this guy's done everything. He's creepy in that movie. He's real creepy. Super creepy. He's what Cuba Gooding Jr. tried to do, just taking every role. It's just, it's just not for you. In the cell, he's got three different parts. Yeah. Like he's the regular person that he is, the crazy guy yep. that's hanging by his back. Oh. Then he's the he's the the demon with the horns and the big yep. cape. And then he's the guy that's like gold. And when he's the demon with the horns, dude. And, and by the way, great acting by J-Lo. Yeah. She sees that, right? I mean, she doesn't rest. There's been a lot of roles. No offense, J-Lo. Not that What's you're listening. What's the other character? The guy from uh, Swingers? Uh, it's not, um, is it? He's an old school? Yeah. Swingers. What's his name? Um, yeah, yeah, uh, not Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Yeah, it's Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn's in it. Skinny Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Skinny Vince Vaughn. Young. Young and skinny. No, I just I mean, that's the thing. It's, I mean, I, I guess I bring all that up because, folks, one, it, it, horror films are awesome because you can rewatch it. Like, we're rewatching this and we're both pulling stuff out of it with the sound off that makes it different. The red. All of a sudden, you're seeing yeah. the color red. I mean, you know, you need, and it's the, predominant throughout the film. Now it's predominant throughout the film, yeah. right? Now, now, for people that, that haven't watched it or do watch it, you're going to see it. The symbolism of all the different, uh, uh, of the way things are done and the um, the weight that you see some of these girls carrying, you know, is there are they becoming witches? Are they already witch? Like the 
this whole thing of what they know and what they can't share and can share, it's it's a crazy, and the dancing's actually good. I mean, I don't know what good and bad dancing is, except for I just look at shit that I just, I generally yeah, look at people girls, going. Most of the girls are trained, except for I think maybe one. Even Dakota, she used to dance for a good uh, amount of years of her life. And she did a lot of her own dancing, but they still had professional dancers do some of the stuff that she did. Wow. I mean, it, it really is, um, it's fascinating what they're, uh, what you're able to pull back. And I, and I bring that up because, you know, and, and you do it well, it, it's good to rewatch films. It's good to pull different things out. It's good to sit down. You don't always have to find the newest film. You don't have yeah. to keep running forward. Right? Well, what's the next one? I already saw that. Watch it again. I watched Goonies the other day again. I think oh, I love Goonies. That old lady goes scary as shit. That you know, I was gonna <laughs> say that my dad's favorite part is when he's like when the water bottle breaks and he's like, I think it was a tremor. I'll show you a tremor. Damn! Ah, smacks the shit out of him. That was my every time my dad, that was his favorite part of that movie. When she sees those kids, what are you kids doing here? Yeah. You're like, oh, this bitch is terrifying. She's bigger than almost anyone else besides, um, besides, uh, not, is it Chunk? They yeah. Call? No, there's, Chunk the, the, does the truffle shovel. Yeah. But his friend. Sloth. Sloth? Is it Sloth? Yeah, Sloth. And then, you know, that, my favorite part of that movie is the relationship that Chunk and then everyone else has with that character. Oh, yeah. That they don't view him as scary. Yeah. That they're like, no, he's, he's good, he loves people, and he's not a bad person. I love that. That's what I mean. For a feel-good movie to take something like that, especially during that time. I mean, you really had kind of two films in that time that, that took that role on. Yeah. You had Mask. Yeah. Right. And you had that. And uh, you know, the, 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 the uh, being able to accept people for who they are on the inside, not on the outside, kind of thing was a beautiful thing. That also. Baby Ruth and Strong. Baby Ruth. Baby yeah, Ruth and the ice cream. Best friends, yeah. They became best friends. Both her baby Ruth. <laughs> baby. You know, just because we might not like it doesn't mean it's not good. That's right. It's it's a personal preference thing. Yeah. It's not. There's not a right or a wrong answer. Yeah. Just it's preference, right? And, and and some people get nervous about preference. I'm like, it's not a bad thing, you guys. Like I'm not trying to tell you that I've got a better answer than you. It's my answer is this for these reasons. Yeah. And you might not even like those reasons. Yeah. I mean, I know people that love, my daughter loves torchies. Yeah. She loves their chicken, just chicken and cheese. They don't melt the cheese all the way, which she thinks is the best thing in the world. <laughs> it's the greatest disappointment for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have friends who boycott any Mexican restaurant that serves Pepsi. They're like, that's not, they're, that's not a real Mexican restaurant. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, find me a Pepsi can in Mexico. Yeah. But sure. also, you cannot all, but then I, I turn the script and I'm like, you can also not find me real Mexican food up here in America. Yeah. Like, Mattel Rancho is not real Mexican food. No. And you know, so I live very close to that place. I live walking distance. To Matt's? Yeah. I have never really eaten there most of my life until I lived by there. And the food's not bad. The food's no. good. Everything there is pretty legit. I haven't had anything that was like, I'll probably never order that again. Yeah. I probably won't order it very often, but I'll still get it. 
Um, someone, I, I was going to bring this up. Someone came up to me and was like, dude, Max is the best textbooks in Austin. I was like, Man, that's a pretty crazy thing to say because he was like, well, what's your favorite textbook? So I was like, I don't really have like a favorite tech. I have a favorite place. I these tacos. This kind yeah. of taco. You say like, what's your favorite kind of like alpha store? Favorite crispy taco? I could sure. Like, this is where I eat crispy tacos. This is where I eat alpha store. Like I'm not gonna say like Matt's is like the best X Max. Like you know what I mean? Like for me, I have certain food that I like to go eat at certain places. Yep. I'm not just gonna be like everything is there is good. I mean, <laughs> everything is pretty good. There. Yeah, it's it's, it's a good B rating across the yeah, board, right? No, nothing is necessarily like other than the queso. Their queso is pretty bomb. I love Queso's bomb. Uh, if there's one low grade, I'll give them their barbacoa. And yeah, I haven't had it. But you know what? It's hard to make good barbacoa. Yeah. Sorry, it's dude. That's not that's not easy. And. Again, like I don't ever think one place is like the best. I think they might have one dish that's good, mm -hmm. and that's just how I feel. There was a place off by East Seventh. I can't remember. The, it's a Mexican restaurant. It's over. Um, it's down the street from the Palace of San Marcos by Franklin Barbecue in that little neighborhood right there. All right. Um, you know, it's by um, the, where the original Via Three One Three was off East Seventh. I forget the name of the place now. Oh. But their soft corn shells are the only corn taco shells I've ever had that bend like flour taco shells. A little thicker, right? Just, and just, I mean, an amazing texture. And I'm with you, like, people like, oh, if you love corn taco shells, I just recommend going there. Yeah. Right, get the chicken taco or the, the, the beef, the, the, you know, get... Yeah, because Tex-Mex is like a bunch of different kinds of meals. All yeah. kinds of food. There's not like, it's not like going to dance hamburger. No. You know, like, or you, a hamburger, you can be like, you know, I like this hamburger here because, you know, there's... Casino El Camino. Yeah. I like that burger. That, that, in my humble opinion, gets left off a lot of lists where there's Hop Daddy on that list. Where, uh, yeah, they don't have the diversity that Hop Daddy has. But that to me is the best burger in Austin if you don't mind the ambiance. Yeah. And some people go in and they're like, like, why are you here? Oh, what's on the TV? Oh, this. And I was like, you're you're not here to to make a recording of how they decorated the fucking place. Calm down. Yeah. And that and that, and that's just kind of like my take on food is like I can't ever give anybody like a hundred percent anywhere. You know, I can say I like this taco. 100% this place. Yeah. But this other taco here, like... So for a for a crispy chicken taco, you got a go-to? Well, what's your favorite taco that... What, what, what do you, what's your brand of taco that you that you actually... If you got to pick, like... I look, I look at it this way, like... I love all kinds of pizza, and I go to different pizza places for different pizza all the time. Same. Right? I mean, I believe... Some that days the, I don't need to... I need the Little Caesars. Some days yeah. I need the Domino's. Some days on, I want some Pine House pizza. Day, on payday, it's Via 313. You know, Boy, that is payday. That's like Whole Foods. Yeah. Via 313 took their pricing from Whole Foods. Yeah. It's like, it's, <laughs> you know? But it's really good. Yeah. It's not like it's expensive and dog shit. It's expensive, but yeah. it's delicious. It's delicious. It's worth it. It's worth every bite, right? Yeah. Little, I mean, still, there's ton times where I bought Via 313 and I've been kind of disappointed. Just be not disappointed in the flavor. Just like, damn, this is really good. 
does it have to be that much? You know, and, but I'm still willing to pay for it. It's like a good beer. I was giving, I give Amy at Independence Brewing shit all the time. I'm like, hey, you know this price war? She's like, no, my beer price is my beer price. I don't fuck with price wars. She doesn't say it that way, but she is, here we go. This is what I have. This is what my worth. This is my worth right here, and I'm not getting into this race to the bottom. I don't do these crazy discounts. We've built value for over a decade in Austin, Texas. We're a premier brand. This is what it is. I'm like, okay. Perfect, right? And and I believe via 313 from the jump, right? It's not like they had a $5 beef dish yeah, pizza no. and then they went to 20 Yeah. They're like, no, this is a premium brand. Here you go. And I respect that. I yeah, really do. Yeah, no, absolutely. Just like I think Pine House Pizza for cauliflower crust, I, in my humble opinion, only place I'll get a cauliflower crust. And it's legit. It's, it doesn't, because it doesn't taste like cauliflower. Yeah. They do a, an amazing, amazing job. And the gal sold me on it. She told me the process. I was like, still, she was, I'll buy it from you if you don't like it. It's like, okay. They do that one with pepperoni and arugula and a spicy drizzle honey on top. I'm in. I'm in. A thousand percent in on that shit. But that's unique also that I'm not going to find at another fucking pizza place. So what am I going to do? Go into Double Dave's and be like, hey, do you got yeah. a prosciutto and a... And a uh, organic pepperoni with a spicy honey and uh, arugula. They're gonna yeah. be like, we got pepperoni. Yeah. We got sausage. Yeah. We'll put some mushrooms on it. We got breakfast bacon. We got breakfast bacon. <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, breakfast uh, bacon over here. It's all good. It's interesting. So uh, crispy tacos. We brought that up a couple times. I I love crispy. You love, <laughs> I love where are you getting your crispy tacos at? Where's some spots? You know, I'm not trying I to control you the one. one place you got one place? My, my Does it favorites. stain the bag? Like if you get it to go? I ne- well, I never get it to go. I'll okay. eat there. All, All right. right. Maya's Taco Village. Maya's Taco Village. If you can eat three tacos and the rice and beans, I will, I will give you $10. These, $10? These tacos are huge, man. They're ginormous. They stuff it with American Is it like cheese. one in a million? One in a million breakfast tacos? Are they, are they that big? It's almost like that. It, I I cannot eat three of them and the rice and beans. There's no way. I have to get two and I can barely eat the rice and beans. They're huge. It's I'll so eat three of the rice and beans. You see me? Look at this. Dude, it's so worth <laughs> it. That's so good, man. They're crispy tacos. Like I've been, I've been going there. I would skip my class before lunch in high school to go eat at this place. Stop. And I still go there. Or I would I would skip the class after lunch because I knew it was going to take, there would be so many people waiting to go eat at this place. And then I had to stop going because I went and my uncle was there and he told my dad, my dad got pissed off at me. He's like, you're skipping class. <laughs> you're, not even, you're not even a senior. You're not even supposed to be going off campus for lunch. I could try the tacos then. Yeah. No, it, that place is so good. It's been around forever. It's, it's a restaurant that's been around for ever, 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 ever here in Austin. See, that's good. And they're, um, I'm assuming they're not in the heart of downtown, so they're, no, not, no. they're not getting gentrified yet, like Huts. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, people make a big deal out of it that Huts is gone at the same time. No offense, Huts. You had great milkshakes. Um, but I always love the burgers. My aunt used to take me to eat the burgers. They were good. I get a good burger. Uh, that's where I, I bought my first. I bought marijuana and mushrooms first in Austin, Texas. There. Oh wow! 
Well, yeah, you order one something special off the, and they give it to you to go, and, like, and here's your burger to go. And you're like, okay. I was wondering why this was $75. And then you open the bag, like, ah, shrooms. Wee. <laughs> okay. Hey, that order did work. Fucking expensive. You know, and you're like, hey, uh, you know, we, with, with this order, you know, you usually like to tip like $40. And you're like, okay. <laughs> so here you go. And get it done. But it's, um, it's, yeah, you know, it's, I think the other weird thing is, is people think that those places have to go. On very few occasions, do you need a place to go? You know, or you, or what is with uh, all the time, right? You've got the the witches and the summoning, and the, in every movie, do you think witches are like we don't get naked? Like, why do they keep stripping us down? You know what? <laughs> You're like that's bullshit. They're getting naked. I mean, and, it's, and there's always like one that's old. That's she get get. I mean, it's like oh look at that. But then she's just jealous of the young bodies, and they're just pulling out the intestines. Give it to the old lady. She's got to shit again. Sacrifice it. Yeah. Become a young buck again. Oh, it's just. This is. I mean, this is a really once again really well done, and. I'll bring it back to that theme though, but you look at her getting her stomach jerked out. This is dark and the blood is bright red. Yeah. It's like they're, they're squeezing their hands like it's a beating heart. Everything is, uh, oh, yeah, it's, folks, if you're not watching, let me, let me see here. Let me just give you a clue here. Now, you watch the film where this part doesn't make sense. Whoops. Um, but we're in at two hours and four minutes. So about two hours in is when this sequence comes in. But you have to understand, you have to watch the whole film to really get why this is important, A. But B, also, just, I mean, the, the, the dancing, the sacrifice. It's, my favorite part about this is that unlike other movies, it's not overly sexualized. Yeah. Right? I mean, you get this it's many a real beautiful dance. Yeah. It's a real, they're all really dancing. You get this many beautiful women naked, and it's hard for a director to not overly sexualize, right? Yeah. And they figured out a way just to add enough of her. <laughs> yeah. You know, enough of twilled up where she's like, she's not getting naked, but enough of this other stuff to where you you were it's a weird thing to say but you respect what's going yeah, on yeah no it look it's 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 it looks like a real ritual yeah i mean unless you're a 14 year old boy you're not getting the boner watching this yeah okay i mean this is just it's crazy it's absolutely crazy but the, i mean she is she looks gorgeous everyone does I kept thinking the whole time I first watched this, those arms are getting ripped out. Like she's oh, yeah. she's building up towards, <laughs> and I was like, they're gonna they're gonna lose me. They're gonna lose me if these arms come out and she starts dancing around and blood squirt. Like they're gonna lose me because I, and once again though, I thought they were gonna lose me when uh, they took her intestines out, right? When they took, but they did it in a way and showing her, and then they keep coming back to that. Bring me back. Yeah. I was uh, I was talking to a friend, and this dance reminds me of that. The great, the the cruelest trick God ever played on making man was he gave us a will to survive, and he gave us certain death. 
Yeah. Right? I mean, and what does every offshoot that attacks religion try to do? Become immortal, right? Uh, Dracula, witches. Yeah, how do I how to make him one with this plan and at the same time be immortal? I, what's it's crazy what, to think that that first Dracula, that's like somebody thought about like that that well. Like man, what would how if I'm gonna create a horror movie about this, like there was no horror back then, you know. There might have yeah. been stories of vampires and then from like gypsies or something, and then that guy crosses it and was like, let me make a scary movie about that. Like, that's wild to think about. It's wild to think where the mind can go, where imagination can go, where your brain can take you. But then I also think about the ego of the brain, right? And the ego of the brain is the brain named itself. You never give yourself a nickname. The brain's like, nah, I didn't say <laughs> You're gonna call me the brain. That's a crazy thing. The brain named itself. Yeah. Which should give you an idea of the power of the brain. Right? I mean, it should, like, when we look at things, when we watch beautiful movies and, and you're thinking about the, the first horror films, the first ghost stories, or trying to understand what's happening around you and not being able to. I mean, you've got this powerful supercomputer in your fucking dome, and everyone operates a hair differently, so we not none of us all just ever sync up. I mean, that's almost like the ultimate horror film, right? Which they do, and a lot, and then sometimes it's zombie films or something else, but the brains sync up. You have unilateral thinking. You have unilateral ideas. Star Trek. Yeah. The earwig thing? That, yeah. That's still one of the scariest moments. I don't like shit around my ears. And I still remember that, where they put that earwig down and they drop it on the neck and it climbs up and goes in the ear. Oh, gosh. Oh, fuck. And he was so real looking the way it crawled in there. Yeah, it was scary. Oh, I was thinking of the poor. They're all that one computer, but they're all like... Oh, yeah, that's right. Or uh, Stranger Things. Yeah. The third season, right? They're all, it's a, it's a hive mind. But you lose that piece of you, right, in the hive mind. And the weird thing is, is that question, and not to, to bring it back, but let's, we'll just use communist countries in general. That's almost a hive mind, right? Like, North Korea's got a hive mind. Yeah. It just does. Good, bad, or indifferent, right? I'm not judging here to judge them and say, our way's the best and everyone should live like us. I'm just saying that they have kind of a hive mind. Certain religions and cults have a uh, have a hive mind. But what's weird is when that hive mind tries to expand, the um, the pushback that it gets from everyone is crazy. Who doesn't have the hive mind? Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you? What? No! Whoa! Whoa! Hold! Whoa! Time out! You can do. You don't have to do that. You can do this. You can do that. And people are like, no, 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 no. We all do this, we all do it this way, and it feels like this. Well, the Thunderdome, right? I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Look at her grow. Look at her get, oh. There, here's, our, here's our first red filter throughout the film. You know, honestly, this is why I did the lighting. 
I thought this was probably the most important part of the film. Okay. That stretches throughout the film. It's the build up to this. Yeah. So that's why I have the red lighting for this film. Now, I could see that with the background of red lighting, how that would, it would keep drawing your eyes back in. Like, especially in a dark room with surround sound, and you're hearing sounds, you could look away. But you think about the bleeding edge of the red and just drawing your right back into then red. Yeah. Fantastic. What, um, are there any other films where you've, uh, you've really seen lighting? Mandy. Mandy? Yeah. Did you like Mandy? I loved it. Yeah? I, it's not the best movie in the world. It, it's gonna be something that's gonna be a cult following. Okay. The guy's name is Panos something. He did another film before Mandy, but was very visual, very color saturated, like Mandy. Okay. And uh, it's just, it's so good to watch. It feels good on your eyes watching that film because of all the, the colors. And then it's very acid trip. Yeah, it is. Super acid trip. I mean, they get that girl, they put acid in her eye. And, Stinger with a bug, she starts tripping balls. <laughs> and then the lighting goes well with that. It, it, you, you, get, you feel that way. It gets you right into the film. Do you think Mandy was Nick Cage's um, Pulp Fiction? But it didn't take off like you thought it would? It's, I can't, Pulp Fiction's a very high standard. I know, but you think about John Travolta in Pulp Fiction, and where John was prior, and even where John's after now, right? Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, but I think Nick Cage's going to be more known for his crappy, crappy. Well, I want to say John, crappy. I don't want to say the crappy, like you know, like the the, dope, the two faces or the oh yeah, that uh, that uh, that Con Air. Yeah. Like people are going to memorize, mem remember him from those films, whereas. What's the one where he's an alcoholic? Oh yeah, um, yeah. I don't. I don't watch those. Leaving Las Vegas. Leaving Las Vegas. Yeah, that's a, an amazing film. Well, the or, gal, the gal who, who did it with him. Yeah. Um, uh, the, uh, the Adventures in Babysitting. Yeah. yeah. She is. Is it Elizabeth Shue? Elizabeth Shue. She's epic. Yeah. Epic yeah. in what she does. And then the other one where he plays a uh, the. Uh, the, the driver of the ambulance was he? Oh, oh, I don't remember that one. Bringing out the dead. Yes. Bring out the dead. Producer yeah. Matt coming in strong. Yeah, that is. A, that is like. Um, what's the Woody Harrelson where he's a killer? Well, Woody Harrelson's a killer. What is it? Natural Born Killers. Oh, Natural Born Killers. So oh, yeah. that movie had on takes that like visual camera views, but of him driving the ambulance, like it's it's insane. It's such a good film. And I gotta rewatch. He won't, he won't be remembered. He won't be remembered for those films. It's always gonna be remembered for Con Air. It's always gonna be remembered for the the one where they have to go and into that prison and save the bombs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, He's um. I mean, well, he did um, Alcatraz. Alcatraz. That's yeah. it. My those, friend, my friend, Vanessa Brazil. Yeah, was in that. People are gonna remember him for those films, 
until later on when they appreciate like the Mandy and those other the, the other films I spoke of. I mean, I think like him, Nick Cage. Like there's more memes of him from those movies. That's true. And those are going to last forever. How come there's not memes of Travolta and all the bad films he's been in? Because Travolta's been in more, arguably more bad films than good films. One hundred percent. I mean, you look at his latest run, God. Zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Trading Paint. Zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Speed Kills. Zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the Red Rose, where he where he tries to have a Texas accent, and it's based in Dallas, and he's a private detective. I, I think he needs money, man. I think he's and he's got those jets. Yeah, I I don't think Nicholas Cage necessarily needs it. I mean, I don't remember the last movie he did before Mandy. And it had to be. He a did that long. one where he would know it was um, right before Mandy. He was a truck driver that um, met a lady who lived in between two worlds, and the only way she could go see her daughter is if she was getting choked while she was having sex. Oh, and so shit. he <laughs> fucked her in the bathroom and choked her while she went to visit her daughter. It was a weird film. That sounds. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Nick Cage is still. He's still pumping out dog shit. I just don't know who's pumped out more dog shit. Um, Maybe he is more under the radar. Yeah, because we've got, let's see, um, Nicholas Cage movies recent. So we have, so there's Face Off, National Treasure, um, Ghost Rider was good. Yeah, uh, There's Leaving Las Vegas, yours. Yeah. The Wicker Man was horrible. Lords of War was good. Uh, the the Alcatraz movie was The Rock. Like his first, I think. His but then he did that Kirk Cameron film, Left Behind. Yeah. That, that Christian film. Well, his first movie was a vampire movie, Raising Arizona. Yeah. See, people aren't going to remember him. Bad like Lieutenant. That. We will. Eight Millimeter was a horrible film. It yeah. could have been good. I mean, yeah, that it was on the verge of being was, very, oh. very. I mean, it's 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 upright. It's just I don't think not, it's good. But he, you know, you know who else is with him in this same boat is um, is our is our boy from uh, from um, St- um, oh, Jesus uh, John Cusack. Oh yeah, just doing and uh, you know, I mean Nicholas Cage, Snake Eyes, right? Yeah. Uh, a, another one that was probably that you know. What was his first movie called though? He ate he ate roaches in it. It was a vampire. Vampire's Kiss. Vampire's Kiss. Yeah. Kiss of Death. I mean, he's done, but then Trespass with Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Awful. Right? The Weatherman. Stolen. Um, Matchstick Man was actually pretty good. Yeah. Season of the Witch. All Pass. Who's great in Kick Ass? Bad Lieutenant, another good one. Drive Angry. Hard Pass. Uh, there's Vampire's Kiss. Um, I'm trying to think. This one, this list is not the full list of Nick Cage's movies. Very disappointed. Let's see. Wikipedia's got them. So his first film, or on the Nick Cage, was Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Holy moly! 1982. I don't remember. Rumblefish with Francis Ford Coppola. Let's see when this was last updated. Because now we're in, let's go, 2016, final cut, ladies and gentlemen. USS Indianapolis, Men of Courage, Dog Eat Dog, The Family Whistle, Vengeance, A Love Story, Inconceivable, Looking Glass, The Humanity Bureau. Yeah, Teen, I mean, 
Mandy. Between Worlds was the one where he has to choke the grown fucker. Um, Running with the Devil was not good. Uh, a score to settle, not good. And uh, you know, I've got, I've got. Listen, I've got some. Uh, I see. He, was doing some he has, and then coming up, here's what's fun. He almost did Superman. Did you see? I saw that Superman? documentary. Yeah. One of the worst hairdo Superman yeah. ever had. That hair was awful, greasy, and the suit was so bad. Well, just because he's, you know, he's, he had a, his hairline was so high, then it yeah. was long. Yeah. And it was so long. Here's the other movies coming out, and let's just let me see if you can pick a winner here for him. We have Primal coming out in 2019, Kill Chain, Jiu Jitsu, Grand Isle, 10 Double Zero, and Siberia. All coming out the rest of 2019 through 2020. I'll roll with Jiu Jitsu. <laughs> <laughs> Double pun, folks. Here we go. I'll roll with Jiu Jitsu. I'll just make it happen. I'll roll with Jiu Jitsu. How dare you? <laughs> None of them look good, though. No, not a one. Really sound really good. Not a one. I mean, let's see here. Yeah, Saturday. I mean, he's only done three television appearances, a couple of SNLs. But I'm telling you, the Mandy's gonna. It, that's gonna. That's gonna be like the Army of Darkness. That that's gonna last and go for. How great is Bruce Campbell? Awesome. And I, I, I was telling a friend this the other day. I was we were talking about horror films. And uh, I was like, all right, I mean, he's been in California, Fight Club, not really horror films, but thrillers, if you will. And she's a good looking lady, she's an artist, good looking lady, loves horror films. I'm like, who are you letting in your bedroom? Brad Pitt or Bruce Campbell? She's like, I'm gonna fuck Bruce Campbell. Good, too, probably. <laughs> you know, right? Because <laughs> he's got that strong jaw, like, he's not perfect, but from the neck up, He's the poster boy for perfect drawings of the American chiseled jawman. And he's he's like he's like an asshole funny. Yeah. Like it's he's, he's just so like undertone funny. It's it's so good. Look at oh dude. You cannot tell it's her. I'm yeah. still Yeah, it was mind blowing. When they told me that was like <sighs> And you can look, you kinda can see it in the eyes a little, a little bit. bit. Very, very tiny. But you've got to search. There, right? I mean, yeah, just the, yeah, you can, you can kind of tell, but so good. So, um, who do you think is, I mean, I, I don't know, in this list, I'll just say, in my, my list of three, Travolta, Cuba Gooding Jr., and Nick Cage. Let's put four, we'll put Cusack in there, because he's put out some real floppers, while also putting out some epically great movies. Where a lot of people thought, you know, he was going to be the jack of, of, of my generation. And he just, you know, I don't know, his politics, whatever. But, I mean, I got the Cuba Gooding Jr. is probably making the worst choices in movies. Number one, I'm going to go Travolta, number two. Nick Cage, number three. Cusack, number four. And Cusack's been in some of those Travolta films and in some of those Nick Cage films. Crazy. They've all been in the <laughs> Yeah, Con Air, I think they were yeah, all three. They were all the, three, of, you know, yeah. and then... You know, you've got um, Cuba Gooding Jr. is probably parlayed into some of that shit as well, right? Funny, yeah. And they've all taken a. Um, I mean, I guess what? You're gone for six weeks, make a million bucks. Do you care? I mean, do you, are at some point, you know, if you're looking back on your life, well, do you a, care if you messed up and decided to live a lifestyle that? Eventually, we'll be out of your means. Sure. So you're, 
kind of like, I'll do, I'll do it for 600000 Yeah. You know, maybe if, if that happened in the beginning, you know, but if they, they were more humble and took care of the things around them, maybe they wouldn't have to stretch that far like that. Do you think Johnny Depp's going to have to stretch that far soon? I don't know. <laughs> that guy, he owns islands and stuff. I know. He makes, he makes money still on Pirates of the Caribbean. Like that franchise made tons of money. But outside of that, films have been flops. Yeah. Like name the last Johnny Depp movie that was a hit that wasn't Pirates of the Caribbean. And those, I mean, outside of the franchising, right? Those movies broke even. Yeah. On the costs. Yeah, you're right. Maybe you know, maybe Blow. Blow could have been maybe his last movie. Group. I don't. I can't remember a film between there that he was in. I don't know. I mean, he was. He's been in some animation films that have done well. Yeah. I guess, or it's just his voice. But that's another weird one. Val Kilmer. Right. I mean, he did Wonderland. Great film. Yeah. Loved it. Uh, you know the story of the Wonderland murder, John Holmes. Yeah, that was a really good movie. But then, I mean, of course, you know, he had the cancer thing and some other stuff come up. But he tried to do that horror film, The Snowman, I think is what it was, when he was a little bit all bloated up from all the drugs and stuff from the cancer he was fighting. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's not about. I mean, you want it to be, but it's just not. You know, it's um, it's pretty crazy. How do you? We're, we're I mean, we're coming to the end of this film here. How do you see this relationship here? What's going on here? I mean, she, it's weird because her red hair is a little more red, but she's got that subtle pink dress. And as I watched this and she started touching him, I got so uncomfortable. I'm still a little uncomfortable because you just want to, you're just expecting something bad to happen. Yeah, she, well, basically, she feels, I think she feels bad that she, went through all the misery of losing his wife, then having to deal with the whole witch stuff that was going on, that she he, she erases his memory, any of all that. Yeah. And then he just like starts back and you know, relive his life, not knowing any of that tragedy happened. It's just, it's so, it, because when, when she's, you know, you know that's happening, I'm still waiting for just, Every time I watch it, right, I'm still waiting for the hand over the mouth to be like, here's how you're going to forget all this shit. <laughs> Good night. You're out of here. It's, um, it's you know, who are you? And it's it's the fresh start. Yeah. Would you, um, if you had a traumatic event happen to you, would you want to forget it all and start fresh? Or do you want to carry that, that weight and see how it makes you different? It's depends. Where am I at? Am I walking? Am I not walking? Let's say you're 50. You're going to live to 100 and you're 50. Well, I'm going to give you two parameters. You you are 50. You're guaranteed another 50 years. I'm not going to say how good or bad those 50 years are, but you got, I'm guaranteeing you 50 years. You're going to have a hard race or you're going to carry whatever weight happens. I'm not carrying the weight, I think. I think that's what's going to make after that better is to take that, take that, stand up and keep going. Yeah. Take it with you. Carry it. Carry it on. I like that. I, I mean, I, I, you know, I, 
It's not about how many times you get knocked down. No. It's about how many times you get back up. And it's not about how many times you get back up, as I would say it is when you get up, why are you getting up? Right? I mean, the people that get up and are successful, they got knocked down, that make something better, leverage the baggage, they don't carry the baggage. Right? They get back up because they left something behind that knocked them down. They're, they're not forgetting what happened, they're moving past what happened. And I think a lot of people get caught up in, they don't, they don't, they don't grab that nuance. Right? They think, oh, I'm getting back up. But hey, let me grab all the shit that pulled me down really quick and carry that and learn from it, but also never let it go. It's an interesting thing. It is a, um, and I'm with you. I, I look at life and uh, the good, the bad, the, the hard stuff, the, the, the great stuff, and everything in between. It makes you who you are, makes you funny, it makes you see music, art, life in a unique way which when you find the right people around you that, that love you for who you are and how you change and what you're vulnerable to be open to and, and, what, and, what, and where you live in the world, right? And yeah. why you see the world a certain way. Exactly. Man, that's the only way to flop, right? That is because you get to be you. And you is, is, a, uh, is, is a continually evolving book of, of unknown chapters with past chapters that have people see the world and how you see it a little bit differently. Right? I mean, you see, you're going to see a haunted house differently than I am. You're, um, you're going to, we're going to see the world differently at the same time. You know, we got to talk about those things, and that's, yeah, that's pretty fucking cool. I don't know. We're at the end of the film, folks. It's all over. Um, before we go, a couple of things. One, for people that like Suspiria, but um, maybe aren't a thousand percent in on every horror film, uh, a couple of recommendations. Two, one, two things. One, give a couple of recommendations for other horror films that you think people should jump out after, A, and then B, uh, recap where people can find you, um, where um, where you play music at, around Austin here, all, all that good stuff. Sure. Um, I guess around Austin, I, I DJ uh, all over Austin. And, uh, you can catch me Wednesday and Sunday nights at Dogwood at the Domain. Uh, Friday nights, you can catch me. Do they pay for your flight when you fly up there? <laughs> no, unfortunately. No, I, I know. Charter myself. To charter myself. <laughs> um, Friday nights, I play at Latchkey on six. Love me some Latchkey, though. That whole crew is great. Yeah, good, good stuff. Uh, Saturdays, I do uh, dinner at Rank Six One Six. Great classic spot here in Austin, oh, yeah. Texas. Good stuff. Good food. Uh, and that's just about it for my DJ. Uh, as far as movies, um, I think to date, one of my favorite horror films that's a newer horror film is The Whaley. Okay. It's a Korean horror film. And uh, it's my brave heart of horror films. Producer Matt, what was your uh, Korean horror film on the train? Train to Busan. Train oh, to Busan. Oh, that's a good one. Too. <laughs> yeah. He had that on in here as we were waiting for some stuff, and I was like, yeah. "What the? F why are they still on the train?" And he goes, "That's the whole point of the movie." Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, that's yeah, a really the good train. one. Yeah, I, I like that one too. Okay. Big um, Mandy as well. Mandy's one that I can watch over and over and over and over and over and over. And over. Uh, Vampire movies, I guess uh, 
Let the right one in. It's a French. Yeah, I loved it. That was a good one. God, it's so good. That was really good. Yeah. Big fan. Okay. Yeah. Um, the Hereditary Midsummer. I I love both of them. Midsummer is probably the only horror film I've ever seen that's as bright in the daytime. Yeah. Really, honestly, I, you don't ever see horror films like that. It was weird because you wanted to be happy. Weird shit was happening. Yeah, you thought it, it wasn't was, going to be the best time of your life. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's they, a weird contradiction. Before they even go in, they're already tripping. Yeah. They're like, it's at 9 o'clock? Why is the sun still up? But yeah, that's true. It's so bright the whole time. It, and it throws you off. Um, the fourth kind of me is horrible. Just not horrible. Horrible. Um, I don't like aliens. I'm scared of the alien thing. There's super controversy around that movie too, right? Oh, I mean, the people us. that live through it yeah. hate that movie because they're like, you're playing off our emotions. You don't understand what really happened here. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, it is. That's a, that, that movie that has movie some depth to it. Super, super scary. But if you want to go down a rabbit hole of what really happened up there versus the movie and how people see it, go down a rabbit hole because yeah. you can. Yeah, that oh, one's absolutely. crazy. Absolutely. Fourth kind is terrifying. We got a fly who's trying to get in on this uh, podcast. Who's been? Yeah, he's been messing us up for a while. <laughs> it's it's the ghost of Dive Bar. He's just yeah. buzzing right up. He's like, you like this movie? How about this? What do you like about this? All right, folks. Well, listen, uh, Robert, I can't thank you enough yeah. uh, for, for coming and doing this. Always a pleasure. Yeah, you know, it's, it's fun. I, we bump into each other randomly at these random places all the time. And Good uh, music is always there, though. Good music is always there. Always there. And uh, I, I always appreciate you. And you've, you've, um, since since I've met you, you've always been very kind to me, which uh, I greatly appreciate, even though you're a Spurs fan and I'm a Lakers <laughs> fan. It shows that indifference, you can have, you know what, you can have some fun you with know. some people. You know, uh, I'm like the Ellen, the George Bush. <laughs> I'm the warmonger in this. This is horrible. Damn, that's good, though. That's good. See, I like that. We're going to close on that. So now, folks, it's your favorite time of the podcast where my daughter sings about the first time she took a shit. You guys enjoy, and thank you all very much. Don't forget to grab someone, say that you love them. Robert, thank you again for everything. Absolutely, thank you for having me. And here's, uh, here's my girl singing about the poop. Later.